It may be the end of summer, but we're just getting started here. Hello and welcome to The House That Happens, recorded live at Chewy's Bar and Grill every weekend from Etobicoke, Ontario. I'm Andrew Milani. Hi, I'm Cruz. Cruz, how you doing? You've been away for a few weeks. I'm telling you this, I did my annual decompression. I like to tell people like that because you know what I mean? We spend so much time going to work, the stress of work, the travel, keeping your family together, uh, slapping your... Oh, I didn't mean that. Um, taking care of the family. Um, in any event, yeah, I was up in the Muskoka Way for actually 16 nights, and it turned out to be a lot of fun on a various amount of reasons, if you know what I mean. Sure. Number one was trying to keep my dog under control. Bring up a 10-month-old golden doodle with no training, and you do a lot of running. <laughs> I did a lot of running. He scared some people because, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing a big dog come running at you. Yeah. So a couple times my dog got away. But the great thing about my dog is, and he proved it in the last 16 days, non-aggressive, non-allergenic, non-shedding, everybody wants one. Oh, well, Stanley, he's a good boy. He's, oh, he's, he's just good, the cutest. So. He, he's, he got away with murder. If I, <laughs> I got, bet. If I had a cute from for Stanley, for a beer for every time I heard cute, I would be alcoholic, which maybe some people oh. say I've had issues about that because I did drink a few while I was away. Oh, you, you were in Muskoka. You exactly. know, when in Rome, right? Exactly. The weather was good. The clouds were thick, and I loved the trees. I talked to them all the time. But I was up at a place resort. It's called the Lantern Bay Resort. I would say it's, uh, get my direction straight. It's a good 20, 25 kilometers west but I think it's a little north of Gravenhurst, somewhere in the middle of the place. I don't even remember the lake that we're on. I want to give a big shout out to Mike and Andrea, whose place we have now been able to inhabit for my decompression for the last eight years. Big shout out to them. They live in Taiwan, by the way. Okay. They're teachers in Taiwan. And uh, they come here, they've got their little, that's their decompression for a couple mm -hmm. months. We left the place better than we could because they have a great spot. They do a great thing. I want to shout out to his two kids too. He's got a son named Ty and I think a son named Caden. But Ty, I told your dad, I gave him the connection. You're 16 years old and I want to let you know, I heard three 16-year-old girls talking about you. Andrew, you've been in a room with three 16-year-old girls and hear them talk? I not, only, along, not since I was in high school. Okay, there you go. So I was at one particular morning. When I turned around and heard him talking, you know, actually, I did not know, understand some of the things they were talking about. Oh, I bet. Way over my head. What would you just say? What's that? Ah, Papa, get out of here. You have no idea. And I said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But it was really, really cool because he was there for most of the time because my um, big shout out to um, Amanda and Bruce. Um, who we hung out with all weekend, and they have a very significant job because they work in the corrections industry. Okay. So they came up and they decompressed, and their daughter, Abby, who hung out with Pepper all the time, they were. it was just a super fantastic time with all these people. But, Andrew, you know what happens when you go up north and you get up there? There's a variety of people that really like sports. I bet. Okay. So before I get started here, we get started. There's a little story I have to tell you about because when you get up north, this, this, you're right. Hockey's 365 days a year. Not, oh. in, this, not in this city, in this province. In this, in this country. Okay. <laughs> in this country, let's be real. <laughs> so anyways, we've had a various discussions about a variety of sporting things, which we're going to get into today. But one of the things comes up with these goddamn Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay? You watch your language. Okay, I'll try not to <laughs> First of all, I just want, Andrew, how do you feel about the, uh, we got to bring this up, the Austin Matthews contract? I love it. Really? Yeah, the great, uh, like the... Um, uh, the the value of the contract value is good. It's the same cap percentage as, as his last contract, which a lot of people probably don't know. Well, I knew you would because I say you're a cap specialist here. That's that happens. <laughs> well, I'm not quite. I'm not quite Brendan Purdom. But okay, well you're on um, your way. 
I mean, it's four more years of one of the top three, top five players on the planet. How can you not like that? And I think, too, that if Gary Bettman uh, uh, undoes his tight shorts and we get the salary cap Fat increases. <laughs> We're hoping for a little bit of a bump next year. but I, I heard it should be $9 million in the next two years. That's all you read. That's I don't believe nine, it. Nine and a half. I nine think. and a half. Yeah, I, don't, the street. I don't believe that. Do you? Well, apparently the players already paid off their debt, but just like the bean counters are taking a while to get that sorted. So, I mean, if that's true, like the players, like by October, this should all be settled. So, like by day one of the season. <laughs> does that mean Nylander signed by day one? Uh, no, not necessarily. I don't think that, so. Those are two completely different issues. Okay, so in what respect? Okay, so here's what the word around the campfire is, and it's, it's come to fruition. Matthews was not going to sign for eight years. No, we knew that early on. Okay, so we knew three that. to five years was the was the was thing. The okay, range, yeah. okay, so because because then he can run back to Arizona, whatever he wants to do, and he makes. No, he's going to come back to Toronto. That's wishful thinking. I'm happy for if you. he if he knows what's good for his career, he's going to stay with the Leafs. <laughs> do we do a comedy portion on this show? Is that the comedy portion? In any event, I heard that the problem with Nylander is um, they want him to stay for eight years. I heard that's a sticking point. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard a couple people up there. That I've heard it's, I've heard it's the cap hit that's the, like a lot of the insiders are saying it's the cap hit. Well, it's got to be problem. a little bit of both, and they don't know because now you sound both. Well, I mean, those issues are tied. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but, I mean, you got to make a decision on this. Like, you're going to still go with that, uh, which I'm going to get up to in a minute because how fans look at the game is, right. is and their fans are disciples or well i like disciples better but um the bottom line is that um if you look at it back here in the playoffs nylander was definitely one of their best players agreed and uh, as you've alluded to before the show he seems to have gotten a little bit bigger yes he's looking uh, much thicker as per uh, elliot friedman then you see some of the pictures on instagram where you're like okay he's uh walked up a little bit he's got that uh, big hockey butt you know and not only that he didn't get a haircut <laughs> he didn't get a haircut. So he still got the rock star flair. Of course. It's all good. Um, I wouldn't expect any different. No, and it, it, there's, a, there's a variety of things that came up about the Leafs, too. Like, we were over there, like, um, imagine sitting around a campfire, and there's, like, eight or nine people there, and seven of them are sports fanatics, and the conversation somehow revolves around the Toronto Maple Leafs in August of 2023. Now, I just, like, what the two guys who aren't sports fanatics, are they just, like, hating their life around the campfire? No, there's a lot of weed. There's a lot of weed. So it, it didn't really matter. In any event, uh, there was a variety of reasons. Like, people come up with theories. Like, I threw out there, you know my theory, if you're going to build a team now, go with a six defenseman. Yep. That seemed to be something that slid. But the third most important player, or the first most important player of the Toronto Maple Leafs, however you want to phrase it, is Mr. Mitch Marner, who I have now believed is a lightning bolt in this city when you want to talk about the situation of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't you agree? Yeah, he's quickly become uh, a divisive, divisive player. He's a whipping boy most days. Yeah. I, I, I've heard this. So in any event, me, and remember always this, on The House That Happens, we keep tabs on the Habs. I think one of my final statements is I said, well, you know, you got that much problem with Mitch Marner. I'll pick him up at the airport and drive him to the Bell Center. <laughs> I don't have an That's issue. That's rich. Look, I'm just saying. So here was the argument. 
We talked about why the Leafs made the playoffs, and they didn't. We talked about their defensive problems. Another thing is, everyone's like you. They're glad that Justin Hall has left town. Nobody's <laughs> bitching about that. And no, no Red Wings fan is happy that he's in town. I'm not gonna, we're not going to go there. <laughs> so, as you are a friend, Mr. Milani, help me out with this. Here's how the argument went. We discussed what the value of a Mitch Marner was, and everybody was basically calling him a little bitch. And I said the problem was they brought in Reeves, they brought in Domi, and they, yeah. they got McGuire. I said the problem— Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Exactly. I said, oh, he should fight back. First of all, he's not a fighter. You're going to ask a Nylander to fight back? Nobody asked Nylander to fight back. So now you're going to give Mitch Marner because what people are saying is, and this really caught me off guard, he did play very high-end hockey in Toronto. They snuck him onto the, the London Knights. So people were trying to tell me he's bad in the dressing room. He's spoiled. Oh and uh, he doesn't play. He's not good enough to play both ways on this hockey team. Well, first of all, this bad in the dressing room stuff, that's that's all just hearsay. Unless you're there in 100%. the room, you don't know shit. Thank you. You don't know shit. Thank so no you. offense to your friends that you made in Muskoka. But. Okay, so one of his, his friend is, his name is John. And uh, Scotty, make sure you get him to hear this. See, John played hockey. He played in the O. Oh, we're, just, we're calling him out on the air, eh? Oh, you're damn right we are because he thinks he created hockey. He invented the blades. He fixed, he made you not wear Jaffa helmets anymore. And he can tell you how to score in a power play. Okay, so he's God of hockey. I got him. So, in our discussion about Mitch Mariner, who he was dragging Mitch Mariner's dick through the dirt like nobody I've ever seen. That's and a now, visual. What's that? That's a visual. You got it. So, here's my take on the matter. I had to defend Mitch Mariner, bro. Oh, my God. What is coming to this world? What? I thought it was. I looked up at the sky. Was that night with the crazy moon? You oh, the, the blue moon? Oh, yeah. And we were up in Muskoka. I'll show you the pictures. The moon was... I was so glad to be in Muskoka. So, maybe the moon... <laughs> if effect. the moon moves lakes, what does it do to people retaining water? Okay? That, so, maybe he had a lot of beer in him. The discussion ended like this, Mr. Milani. You tell me I'm wrong. His final thing about bashing... Uh, Mitch Marner, as he said, when the guy learns how to play defense, then he'll be a better player. I looked across the room at... Does he realize that Mitch Marner is one of the league leaders in uh, breaking up other teams' passes and steals among forwards? Secondly of all, he brought up my favorite thing, plus minus. (laughs) He does not appreciate uh, Mitch Marner's uh, plus minus and doesn't think that he's very good defensively. Well, I mean, plus minus is a team stat. We, okay. We we, that, I, I let him slide. I couldn't use that against myself. I let that yeah. go over there. But the bottom line is I looked at him and I said, I would agree with you. It wasn't for the fact that he, there's only three people that are nominated for the Frank Selke trophy. Last time I checked for the Frank Selke trophy, that's defensive player of the year, yeah. isn't it? Okay. He was so one of the finalists. He's yes. one of the finalists. So that means. I he, mean, once the voting came out, he was a distant third, but okay, still. Okay. That doesn't matter. It still means <laughs> that he was up there. Cause I yeah. mean, the writers don't, I'm hearing the writers aren't a big fan of him either. Cause he puts off them that. So when I told oh, him. Oh, it's a baseball situation. There you go. <laughs> so anyways, the conversation like this, I said, how can you say a guy who is nominated for the Frank Selke Trophy, which is the best defensive forward in the league, how can you say he can't play defense and he called me a complete idiot? That's not nice. No, I didn't mind. I just I just stopped <laughs> the conversation. I just There's no longer to continue to talk about people. And anybody out there knows me. My mouth is very big. That's why I'm doing this show with Mr. Milani. And I love to have these open debates 
sure. about how teams work and all that. And I told him, I can't wait that the Habs sodomizes his whole team. I didn't say nothing about his family, but his whole oh, team boy. and all that and stuff. No, no, it didn't. It didn't get angry because I stopped it. And the great thing about it is before he left, he came back over and gave me a fist pump and said, come on, Cruz, it's all good, isn't it? And I said, it's all good. And I said, you're a Hamilton fan, and I hope your team gets kicked in the face today. But we'll get to that later <laughs> as he's walking around in his Hamilton hoodie. You know what? You smelled like Laker beer. Okay, I'll stop. But in any event, uh, what do you think, Mr. Milani? If someone said to you, but how can you not give uh, Marner a little bit of props defensively? Frank Selke That's guy. That's very strange because, I mean, you look at his game, especially on the penalty kill. He's, oh, like, he's been the league's best penalty kill since, like, what? He was a sophomore. In whatever. League. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you can say whatever you want about the guy being soft. Or was he a rookie when he got penalty kill? Whenever it was. Whenever yeah. it was. But, I mean, would you? don't you consider uh, Marner a decent defensive forward? Uh, above average, at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Scotty, we're going to call out to you, too, because we're going to have Scotty on the show, by the way. I'd love to have him. Well, Scotty, come on. He's going to be on. I don't know about the John guy, but he's because he's, you know what I mean? Ever since that, you're an idiot. How do you have a conversation when you resort to that? Hey, you and I haven't agreed a million times. <laughs> There's no reason to say anything bad about you. You know what I'm saying? In any event. No, uh, we love each other. It's a love course, fest here on the house course, that happens. Of course it is. But anyways, I just want to end it on that note because everything else in Muskoka was outstanding. I think the guy's name was McCarrick that we seen in Bracebridge playing music. I'll reflect that next week. But in that time that we were up there, I could not believe, like, Andrew, I'm telling you, the two things, and we'll get to this later, that really irritated me was I was the only one in any alternative gear except for the clown with the, not clown, the guy with the Hamilton shirt on. But Define I, alternative gear. Uh, maybe a Detroit Lions shirt. How, like, how's that? Lie, I mean, Leaf, Blue Jay, all oh, over I the see, place. I see, I see, all I that, see, all I over the place. And we'll get to this later, but the other one that irritated the shit out of me was, do you know what the third most thing i seen up in Muskoka? Uh, okay, let me guess. J- um, random, just a random. Wouldn't have, it, it wouldn't have been Habs because that, oh, one, that one pissed you off. <laughs> okay, that's, um, that's good. There's one team in one sport, and they just, I, I could not believe. Every time I turned around, I went, is this a disease? Green Bay Packers? Oh, you're close. You're in the, you're in the galaxy. Uh, so either Bears or Vikings. No, one no? more time. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, that's what I said afterwards. Everybody's a Cowboy fan. Hat, shirts. I seen a guy with a Dallas Cowboys shorts. <laughs> Do you think I walked by these guys and said nothing? <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to have a football preview this Thursday. But one last note about Muskoka, which is really cool. And it, I don't know if it's a good omen or it's a bad omen. Because you know my job is right now with my feet moving. Oh, yeah. And the bandwagon. Uh, yeah, the so climbing on the bandwagon. So there's a big, big road, dirt road kind of that goes through all the park. And all these trailers are there. And you get by the lake and you get through the trees. And every day I took my dog walking through this around and other dogs is going on. And I came by this little garden. And I came by a little garden. There was something that looked Honolulu blue to me. And I said, that's kind of weird. Can I get a little closer? And in the middle of the garden, he had planted a Detroit lion. (laughs) I lost my shit, bro. Came out. Here's the punchline because we'll talk about hockey later. Going to kick out of this. When the guy came out, I just happened to be wearing a Detroit Lion t-shirt. Oh, gee, really? I only own 75. But <laughs> I got me wearing a Detroit t-shirt. I'm looking at this, looking out. And the guy, a little bit older than me, jumps out. And he goes, I don't see those shirts too often. And I said, defend the den. Disciple. He's a, he's a 50-year fan, too. Like yeah. he's, he's 70 years old. He's a 50, he's, we, we had a great Detroit Lion talk. Here is the punchline. 
I come by his house the next day, and he says, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And he goes, hey, man, who shit on your shirt? I just happened to be wearing a Montreal Canadian shirt. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so we, we had a little pause. Yeah. We had a great day. <laughs> and, then, and then he kicks me in the head. Who shit on your shirt, man? <laughs> I thought you were my friend. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of my Muskoka dealings. It was a great time. I want to shout out to all the people that talk sports. It was just an insane sports conversation. What went on in the city sports-wise that people talked about while I was away? Uh, I mean, a lot of Blue Jays, obviously. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, you know, obviously the Matthew, Matthews contract, which yep. uh, we got into a little bit before. 13.25 by four years. Full no-move clause. Uh, he will make fifteen point nine two five million on July first uh, as a bonus. It's obviously it's the leaf, so it's very bonus heavy. The contract, uh, the highest base salary he's making is nine hundred k, and then uh, it's fifty three million the whole contract. That's not bad. And you know, you know, another thing we I'm were not s- complaining. No, uh, like I said, when you add it in, add it in. When you look it over, we're going to have to see. Um, we're going to go because one of the things that you sent to me and I was looking around about it and there's always where well, there's smoke there's fire but I think it's interesting that the Leafs have already talked about because one of the guys at Muskoka mentioned this he goes what if we signed Bertuzzi long term yes the, those whispers came uh, this week actually yeah, where, one of the guys that came yeah. up there here he came up later he just came up this weekend and he said well if you know this did you know this is going on with um, Bertuzzi and of course I'm you know me you couldn't even get in touch with me but um I was surprised when I heard that already, and he hasn't even played a minute for the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> yeah, yet. Exactly. You know, it caught me off guard. Yeah, so he'll be eligible to sign that extension on January 1st. So that's going to be very interesting to see whether or not this transpires then or, you know, sometime soon afterwards, right? Okay, so where that could have fit in the salary cap? Because that means, you know what I think they should do? Are, are, do you gamble on Nylander? I mean, that's that's the interesting part where, like, a lot of people are saying, you know, like, losing him. I mean, obviously, you don't want to lose him for no. nothing. No. But I mean, you know, we talked about this before. Cap space, the most valuable thing in the league, correct? You got it. Yeah. At the house that but happens, I mean, the Leafs, teaching that. There's a lot of money coming off the books this year for the Leafs, especially, like, some dead cap, considering uh, Jake Muzzin and Matt Murray. That's, that's huge. That's going to be over 10 mil between those two. So, Do you think that Matt Murray's going to play a minute in the NHL this year? I, I think he's. I think his career's done. Really? Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. I hope he plays better. I mean, I hope he has a, the rest of his life is great. I just don't understand sometimes, um, like, how do you put it now? You're going to put him and Muzz and all these over guys, and you got to wait to see how it's going to fit into your salary cap, so to speak. That's one of the things we were talking about, too, on the weekend. A lot of things came up, and I'm glad you brought up that the number one thing in hockey is your cap space. And you're doing, 100%. You know, 100%. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you more about the days go on. But I'm just saying, like, I really believe that we should go back to the argument we had before. Like football. You cut the guy. He's not playing. He got his money. And that's the end of the story. Yeah, I have a friend that actually like loves that system. <laughs> yes, I think it's great. Now, it's not always fair to players. That's the problem. Okay, That's so the it's problem. Not, it's not, you know? Like how Dallas treated um, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, exactly. That was weird. That was weird. Now he was God. He isn't going to come to camp. You give him the bag, and then you say, go to hell. Yep. In a span of, what, three seasons? Whoo! Interesting it, timeline, wouldn't you say? Oh, I, and you know what the thing is? Well, the reason they got away with it is because what do they do? They cut bait. Bye. Yep. And I'm saying that somewhere along the line for the NHL to be more successful or to be able to establish a team that you can do for a long period of time, they got to start thinking about something like that. 
I, I think I think the answer is more of like an NBA style cap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. And include like the bird rule and like um, like the soft cap, hard cap. I think that yeah. would that would make a big difference. I think they should have the bird rule a long time ago in the NHL. That, yeah, I never understood why the NHL didn't incorporate that like a long time ago. Well, I think your buddy Batman had something to do with that. Oh, he 100 percent had everything to do with that. He's got the <laughs> the small team owner in his front and back pockets. 100 percent. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's good for the game, but it sometimes it's not good for the game because, as we were talking about, you build a team for your fans. Okay, it's always commerce and, first. Yeah, I, but, always but commerce that's first. the thing I don't understand because it's proven that when you have dynasties, you have these like teams that are good for a long time, that's good for ratings, it's good for the league. The NHL doesn't want that for some reason, which I, I don't understand. So did we final get the final um, ratings for the Stanley Cup final? I've never looked back. I heard I they were they better came than out. I, they, they ended up being a little lower than we thought they were. I thought I so. That's, that's why like, I brought it up. I, yeah. I heard they said it was supposed to be pretty good, but as a way, we're, I, I, I'm going to research They were terrible so. in Canada, the rating. Oh, yeah. it was some of the worst in the yeah. years in, in our country. Yeah. I mean, in America, I said it was okay, and ESPN kind of went, TNT ah. had it this year. Oh, yeah, TNTs. So ESPN's already cringing about next year, hence the reason they're doing. They're downsizing maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, like, it all depends on uh, who's in there. Because, I mean, last year when it was Tampa Bay, Colorado, the ratings were pretty good, I thought. So, um, there's also a rumor of a former Hab getting a professional tryout with the Leafs. Who's that? Thomas Tatar. I thought that he might be going to Pittsburgh. The last I heard Possibly. before vacation, but t- so Tatar. I mean, this is all rumor and hearsay right now, right? But it's interesting that Dubis is connected to both teams. Was well, connected <laughs> to both teams. Last I time- mean, that makes that's usually how it goes though when a GM goes to a new team, right? There, because there's still like a little bit of the stuff that. You know, the infrastructure that he set up in that old team, right? So that, that makes plenty of sense to me. I personally believe Tatar would help any team. Oh, absolutely. He's um, a guy like you'd love on your second or third line. Yeah, a third line guy and a great penalty killer. Yep. So yep. I would take Put him, him on the second unit power play as well. Second unit power play. Yeah, he's got some hands. I'm very surprised. Yeah. He's getting a tryout with Toronto? Apparently. Apparently. I mean, there's been a bunch of guys connected. I've heard Kessel connected to oh, Leafs. Stop. I don't buy I'm not I don't buy that one. I've heard Patrick Kane. We we know how we oh, feel about that. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Kane ain't playing to Christmas. Yeah, exactly. We all know that. You can take a look around the league. I'm just saying, you know what? And and this is this is what I tried to harp to people, and I'm glad you make me understand it more, which I always try to tell people, yeah, they say, Oh, Mr. Milani's a little younger than you. Well, anybody out in this world does doesn't understand that younger people can teach older people things and you're just not living life. So with that being said i'm really like your your sense of salary cap and uh defining the team since we've been doing this show i look at it in a much more um put it in the box and square this out kind of deal and i've really been surprised how many great not great above average hockey players do not have a contract and we're what two weeks till training camp Yes, yeah, you look at the list of free agents on Cat Friendly, it's, and there's still, I believe, nine RFAs out there. One of them, we're going to, um, well, actually, I shouldn't say, but um, w- with Tatar, um, he he's would not, be... He's unrestricted, right? He's unrestricted, correct. Yeah, because yeah, he's well over 30. Yeah. Um, he would be competing with Nick Robertson for that third-line left-wing role, and the Leafs would be able to pay him about one point, upwards of like 1.2 mil. That's and what Tatar would get? It, it's like to squeeze him under the cap, but that's the max they'd be able to pay him. It's like 1.22 or something. What did Pittsburgh offer? You know, that's probably. I have no something. idea. The Pittsburgh. That's news to me. I'm. It's probably a tryout though. So like, I just knows? heard. I just heard that um, before I went on vacation that Dubas was kicking his wheels. 
Yeah, that's I, I mean that makes sense. You know, he was taking around, and I, but but now when I'm hearing Toronto, I'm sure there's other teams that have had to take a look at the guy. He's a solid sure, player, like sure. you know, and I think he's right. Like 31, 32, he's not old. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I'm. I'm shocked he doesn't have a contract. To be quite honest, it's what. Oh, my point being is this: the reason he doesn't have a, a contract, we know why. This is a flat cap year. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've heard um, was it Alan Walsh on his podcast? He's talked about it before where he's like, it, I've been on the phone with players before. It's like, hey, I got this offer, and the guy's like. Can I think about it? And he's like, no, like decide now, <laughs> otherwise yeah. the offer's gone. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's it's musical chairs at its most purest, right? Oh, I agree. I, but I, like I said, I hope that uh, maybe Tatar gets to Montreal. <laughs> Everything that way. No, no. We're. I think, I think he wants to play for. If I mean. Oh, if he, he wants. To, we're going to be a contender, but we're not now. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I would agree uh, with that. Okay, so I'm just going to yeah. be that nice about it. For Out of uh, all UFAs, Tatar had the second. Of the our, or the UFAs that are left, he had the second highest amount of points last year. Who's who's the highest that's left? Patrick. Oh Kane. yeah, Kane. I forgot. And then Kessel was third, although he didn't have a great season. He only played sixty games, though. Kessel didn't he? No, he played all eighty-two. He kept that Ironman streak. Oh, alive. that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know what I think about the Ironman streak? Sometimes it's it's overblown. I think it's amazing, but overblown because sometimes yeah. maybe the guy should be sitting. So I mean, well, Kessel talked about that. He's like, he's open to like ending the Iron Man streak, which I mean, that's the smart move for his career, I'd say. Oh yeah, and he's he's what thirty three now, thirty five. Thirty five. Oh, yep. we get a little long. He's the same two. age as Crosby. That's right. Yep. Uh, they came in the same year. Well, he was the year after because I believe he was born after the cutoff. But oh yeah, that yep. I, I got you. Can I um um one thing about uh, we were talking about it? Do you think it's a last dance type situation going on in um in a uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, it's got to be a last dance. Right? I mean, I would say last dance with like an asterisk because I think that window is two years. I think they have two years to get it done. Okay, I'll give him that. Yeah, I'll give him that. That's Crosby at thirty-seven. I yep. mean, he's in great shape. Malkin's still going. The Carlson pickup was amazing. I mean, they got a bunch of good kids. They have a bunch of guys though. The one concern is health with the lot, like Crosby, Malkin, oh. Latang, Carlson. Oh. Health is oh. a big concern with all four oh. of those guys. Ah. I don't want to bring that up because I hope you have every to. player. Unfortunately, I, I I know you do. Every year, I yeah. hope I, I hope I hear nothing about injuries because it's just such a. It's like the little thing you hear about. Well, how do you pr- improve in a season? And I said, well, one of the things that the New York Giants were number one in is injuries for the last two mm-hmm. years. Like when you hear numbers like that, it's got to kill your team. Oh yeah, and, and then have the suspect going in about it. I go, hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we're, we're going to have to see. I, I hope Tatar gets a place to land. Is there anybody else out there that you thought was interesting? Now, here's what you, you said um, to me. I mean, a lot of the names out there, it's like guys kind of on the back end. There's some young guys who I'm a little surprised don't have contracts. Me too, but I want to know why Montreal didn't go harder after Lafreniere, after look at the money he got. He only got 2.3. Yeah, but no one signs, signs uh, offer sheets. And it, like, it usually tends to backfire in the NHL. But he got his two years, though, right? He got two years, yep. yeah. Not a lot of money. I think he's playing on himself, which is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the move. Same with uh, Evan Bouchard got some money, too, yes. in Edmonton. 3.9 yeah. uh, by two. Lafreniere, I should mention. 2.325 um, by two. Wow, that's that's all good. Well, before we leave hockey, I think there's a couple of significant... Well, there's a, the one more contract. Uh, Tampa Bay continues their... Uh, dance with the salary cap signing Hagel to the max. Oh, I know. For six point eight max, eight years, six point five per. They're already already out of cap space for next year. <laughs> no, for but the twenty four twenty five season. The, the, we're but, talking. I, but I do hope they do have a few guys that are leaving contract. 
They said that somewhere. Not a lot, but I think they're going to be able to dance, okay? Uh, I, I looked at a cruise. Like, it's it's still not good. Like, I think, what, Stamkos has got one year left? And, like, his new contract, he's going to get, like, like I think the Kopitar contract is going to set the tone. Like, Stamkos yeah. getting eight and a half now. I expect his next one to be in the seven, seven and a half range. I say less. Really? Yeah, come to Toronto. Stamkos? 100%. He's going to come to Toronto. You heard me. No, he's staying in Tampa. Are you? Why? Because of... Um, because of... I think mind. he's convinced... The like management is going to convince him they can win there again. I'm saying that he went there because the money was better and he had a better chance at Stanley Cup and he got two. The money was better in Toronto, though. No, but I mean... But he couldn't... They, they give up there. Like, um, they were they were wise to keep... He ended up getting two Stanley Cups. Oh, for sure. I smell him to be the Tavares guy. And when his contract comes up, he'll be, what, 32? Uh, he will be 34 next year. Okay, when his 34. Up. So he's got all the money in the world. His family's got money. They got a beautiful place in Markham. Wouldn't you like to ride the storm out in a? He's not coming to Toronto. What's that? He's staying in Tampa. Oh, I hope he's on there. TV. See his mom. I'll, I'll make a bet right now. They staying in Tampa. I ain't betting against it. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But before we leave hockey, I think there's a couple other significant things that we should be brought up, and I'm glad you yes. brought to my attention. So you saw the on the notes? Yes, I yes. did. So and, uh, Bill Peters. Oh. Back in coaching with the WHL. Uh, how, how, long has he been out? how long has he been out of the league now? A few while. years. Yeah. So what is this? Is this going to be a redemption story? Or what's going to happen when he I goes I think that's into- the way the, the club's going to frame it as. Oh, the only way to frame it. There's no other way to frame it. So what they're going to... And he was a decent coach at the time. But sketchy. Uh, yeah, decent is, is the word. He wasn't great. So what brings him back? Lethbridge Hurricanes age? hired him. We should mention that the WHL. Okay, so they got him back. And what's his age now? Fifty-seven. Yeah. So he's been around. He knows the stuff, but he was also involved in some insane shit. Oh, he got uh, Akeem Aliou blacklisted. Yes. For, for in like <laughs> Aliou didn't deserve it. We shouldn't be laughing. No, we're not. But like, yeah. it's uh, uh, this guy's a douchebag. Oh, a hundred percent. We're not gonna we're not gonna uh, gloss over that. That's for sure. So I'm just hoping Lethbridge is all the. Uh, it's good for them. I hope it's a redemption story. I don't know story. if it's good for them. Well, Lethbridge is in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Okay, so half the people might not even remember. No, but come on, this is come on. This is the the way it was in the news. Go, oh, it had racism to come out and it. physical abuse. Come yeah, on, yeah, that's it's it's next level. Well, we're co- gonna- head coach physically abusing your players like fired. Yeah, that's awful. Fired. It awful, should be out of there. Awful. Well, speaking of scumbag kind of stuff and stuff we really don't want to talk about is what's going to come to the head now is all this junior hockey stuff. I heard a little bit of what was out there. And so a couple, you know, one of the guys that's up there, the guy I told you, I think it was John or one of the other guys was saying about that. Somebody says, who's going to go to jail? Let's check this, buddy. This is 2018. Isn't there statute of limitations on this shit? Oh, statute of limitations is a lot longer than that. Is it? Yeah, like I can look that up quickly. Um, I think they deserve something for the stupidity they did, especially on a level that's freaking decadent sexually. This is hockey, not freaking urban ballet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. In Canada, unlike the United States, there is no statute of limitations that prevents the prosecution of many serious criminal charges at any time after the crime occurs. Hmm. Hmm. I like, I know, I don't like the fact, I think it's... um, I want to know how those five current NHL players are sitting right now. Oh. Like, if you know it's you, it's just a matter of time. I don't know who's covering this up so long. You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't they? So, like, um, 
So the big thing that came out this week was that uh, CBC Radio Canada, the French French CBC, reported that Ontario police, I guess in London, I'm guessing, this is where it all OPP, happened, yep. um, are preparing to lay the charges. And this was from August 22nd. So, I mean, it should be any day now. The sad thing is it's going to put a huge stain on hockey again. We're going to have to talk about stuff besides penalty killing and power plays. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to talk about the stupidity of humans uh, getting too much power to do stupid things. Yep. Uh, there's been eight players. It's believed to be eight players, up to eight players that are being accused, and five of them are believed to be current NHLers. That's what I'm talking about. Aren't those guys sweating it? They have to be. Come on. You're going to go, oh, by the way, what if you got married now? What if you're married and you got kids? <sighs> okay. No, you know, and okay, so that's 2018, did you say it was? Yep. Okay, so, so they, it was um, the 2018 team, so it was probably 20. The summer of 2017, when okay. this all occurred, if, I, if I'm correct. Okay, so we're now working on six, seven years later, you've married, you've got a couple of young kids, and someone's going to say, hey, you were a complete idiot? So I'm wondering, too, because there was stuff about the um, 20, was it 2003 team as well? Yeah, but I think that's got to be, like, how you got to, the 2003 team, actually, I've, they've heard was worse. Yes. They were crazier. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying. But I don't think they're going to get any of those guys, and they're all out of the league anyway, and they're farmed. I, I like. The- but I mean, a lot of those guys, you got to think of, like, broadcasting jobs oh they ain't getting that none of those guys are getting anything so we don't know where these people are I think yeah the only one left from the 03 team is mark andre fleury not that we're throwing his name associated with us but we're just saying to the guys that are the fact that like these guys are all out of the league that's true too it's very unfortunate i hate when when sports comes to a point where you gotta discuss anything else besides the uh the element at hand but anyway we hope we clear this up before the season i i hope that there's we some- will we will I um, believe it's going to be like, um, kind of like house cleaning right before a training camp. And then we're done for the season. It's better to get it over with, right? Yeah. That's what I'm agreeing to. So c- since we're considering on that um, and what things are all Toronto, we have not taken the time to respect the fact that it's Labor Day. We it are recording Labor on Labor Day. Yes, it is. Due to the fact that I've been uh, decadent in Muskoka, not keeping up my responsibility, but we just want to say a huge shout out to continue for our Toronto Argonauts who are pre- playing their traditional Labor Day Fever Labor Day game classic, classic against the Husky Wee Wees. What do you call those guys? What do they say that? The shit? Hamilton uh, Kitty Cats? The Kitty they? Cats. The, yeah, yeah, the, the Tiger Cats. Yeah, yeah, the Tiger Cats. <laughs> As usual, it's going to be out in the uh, Tim Hortons Arena. I'm going Tim to go, Hortons Field. Tim, I want to go to a game there. I've heard it's a beautiful facility. I heard it's very, very good. I hope the Argos come out and kick them all over the place. Argos are 8-1 and one right now. So. And I want to have a big shout-out to Chad Kelly. Yes, he is looking like he's going to run away with uh, the CFL's most outstanding player this year. Oh, a gimme. And he also uh, signed a nice new contract, through, uh, $1.865 million over the next three years. That's decent money for a guy that was so ridiculous that almost got himself out of the game. That's great money for a guy like that. Exactly, and he tightened up. He probably will end up. He's not the highest-paid player in the CFL, but he's top five now, right? I believe so. Yeah, no, I believe, he's the highest-paid quarterback after oh, this. Oh, he's now He's the highest-paid yeah. quarterback. In any event, Chad, we really want to congratulate you. We love the way that you're playing in Toronto. We do hope that Hamilton Pussycats uh, put up a fight so the game is decent, but we're looking for a 9-1 and one Argos after today, are we That's not? That's correct. Another thing that we are going to do along the way is I know that we have to have a Toronto-centric take on a lot of things, so I'm going to let my good friend here, Mr. Milani, discuss the new coach of the Toronto FC. Yes, uh, John Herdman, former coach of the national squad, uh, left that whole 
mess that was there to take the TFC job. And honestly, good for him. I would have left uh, Soccer Canada too if I was involved with that nonsense. The moment they didn't schedule uh, games during their international window, like that's the big red flag right there. That's 100%. unheard of. Unheard of. Like Indonesia is <laughs> like not to shit on Indonesia and like countries like that, but they're scheduling games and like Canada can't. Come on, it get was your freaking shit together soccer canada you're an embarrassment you totally are and you know what and this is one of the great things i love about this show is the things that you learn that i've been digging a little deeper really looking at this whole soccer canada stuff unfortunately like we've already mentioned most of the people that did the damage are out the door yep you know what? They, but they, I mean, the new people, doing... it doesn't look like they're <laughs> too keen on like solving this mess though. I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of, I don't know. It's, it's really disappointing. I think what's going to happen in my humble opinion is these guys are walking on gilded splinters. And what happened is look, look through the girls team. Somebody got paid, something went on. We may never know. So what I think they're mm -hmm. going to do, and I think this guy, like you said, he came to Toronto. Why? He goes, ah, I'm going to get out of that cesspool. I think I had a better chance here because of the structure's different when you got a... Probably better uh, pay, too. Let's oh, be real. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll probably get a better <laughs> pay. get that MLSC paycheck. Well, there, that, that's really good, too. But in, in any event, um, I just hope that Soccer Canada cleans this up because if you're saying, buddy, we're trying to grow the game, it's getting bigger all the time, and then we find out the very top in our country is a mess, ah, that's two organizations we have that are, two, that are very important in the country. Hockey, and we got the juniors, the, 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 we got to talk about this stuff, and now we got the um, financial, whatever is going on in Soccer Canada, good luck. Yeah. What do you think the prospects are for Toronto FC then? Ain't making a playoffs. Uh, no, not this year. Definitely not. Um, I, I mean, I've heard it's a big mess with the Italians. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John Herdman said he's going to try like talk to him. Like, I, I think he's a good like uh, a players coach, yeah. right? Um, so I mean, hopefully he can get those issues solved. We'll see. Well, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to send any expectations because, frankly, I just don't know. Okay. Last time I checked, Milani isn't that an Italian name? Milan, yes. Yes, okay, we got you. Presumably, so, uh, I have ancestors of Milan. There you go. Yeah. So can I just say one thing? I forgot to bring this up when you're talking about it, is that um, I did run into, on, a, on an afternoon, I think it was a pig roaster day before down the beach, and something came up, and the argument was about MLSC against the uh, Saudi League. Yes. But when I found out the main guys that were talking about them, we're three Woodbridge Italians. Of course. <laughs> I, I we're everywhere. You, every, no, but it was a great conversation, and I listened more than I talked, which is rare. Um, due to the fact that they, they were like they, they, they were hoping, like they're a big Premier League and Italian League. Sure. And they're one of the guys is still saying that Juventus should get a kick in the face for all the stuff that they've done over a period of time. Oh, and I don't even yeah. know, I don't even understand all that, but he went on a rant about Juventus. What well, was it called? Uh, Cal oh, man. But they, he went off on uh, that. Yeah, about the, 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 the 2004, scare, no, 2006, whatever it was, 2005 scandal. Yeah, and he says it's never, the team's never been the same as far as he's concerned. But one of the things that they say is that they, they're Italian. And they said that was the biggest mistake ever to bring these guys because what did they do? They went to Woodbridge, Markham, and Little Italy. Women, pasta, wine. But, I mean, Jovinko got that same treatment, too, and that worked out. Was it maybe well, that they brought in too many at the I don't same know. time? Or? I, I, it could be. I don't know. I'm not Italian, bro. And I never even thought of that till you told me. And then you see the intangibles that went with it that made you go, yeah. oh, gee, is this a mistake? And now what I've heard is, like, these, these guys are Italians. They said, we shouldn't have brought them all. We shouldn't have done it. I'm going on. Well, that's the okay. thing. Apparently, like, Insigne and Bernadeske are kind of button heads uh, right there's, now. There's all kinds of stuff going I, I on. I think a problem, too, is that TFC doesn't have that, like, 
real good striker on the team. Like, there's not that Josie Altidore. 100%. 100%. I think that's hurting that, that, them. That's a good thing. Well, we're, we're going to see in the future, but like we say, we're Toronto-centric. Centric, we love to shout out to the... Um, we love to shout out to all things Toronto. Yeah. But I think it's time that we should take a moment to talk about something that's big for the whole country. You know where I'm going with this, right? I do. Since 2000? Was it the last yes. time that we've had this? 2000? I got a shiver. I'll be honest with you. So let's cut to the chase. Congratulations to the men's national basketball team for putting us into the Olympics in 2024. We are looking forward to being the sleeper team of that tournament. Yes, and Gabe Perry, looking forward to that. Oh, 100%. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, after talking about, like, Hockey Canada and Soccer Canada, Basketball Canada is such a breath of fresh air it's, now. That's why we're doing it that way. We got, we got a, a plan here. So, one of the things, I don't know how much you've watched. Did you watch much of the, of the soccer? Uh, basketball, you mean? In basketball, yeah. So, I mean, I was working during the first four games. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I caught the highlights. I looked at the box scores, all that. Yeah. Yesterday's game against Spain was the first game I really saw in full. Okay. And I, boy, I, oh boy, what, what a game. Well, we're going to talk about it in a second. But the thing that gets me is that when we came into this, which is amazing, France was one of the top-rated teams. Oh, we, we slapped them. Oh, that was so much fun. Okay, so now... Um, what ends up happening here, in my opinion, is I think maybe the Brazil thing has worked out in a weird way. Not really, because you never want to lose. No. But one of the things I want to talk about FIBA, which is cousins to FIFA, which means I don't know, in this level, <laughs> I don't trust that stuff that goes on yesterday. There was a seven-point swing on the game. On the, what was it, the uh, the three-point foul, knocked the guy down, and they, it was um, our buddy Dylan, yep. who's got an international reputation. So he automatically got it. So it was like the three, it was a seven-point swing when we got it down to two, just before the half, and then they went up by 10. Well, there was two double-digit leads that Canada broke Overcame. Into. But here's what I'm going to talk about, and I hate to say it because we don't want to bring it up. I didn't get there until about eight minutes into the first half. And I was watching the game, and I didn't want to say it because it's, it's an international thing, but I'm going, I go, what are these referees calling? The, the refereeing was so atrocious, I could not believe it. And then by the time we got to the half, I said to myself, listen, Spain's playing us here. First of all, what they're doing is they're running around and then they only go ISO when they try to draw a foul from like a Shea, a Dylan, RJ Barrett, and we right. took the bait. However, did you see some of those block calls and some of the one down the field? See where RJ Barrett was trying to get the guy off? Yeah. And he said, oh, he grabbed his arm. Well, he throwed at him first, but RJ got the, the, the thing. Now, what ended up happening was, I swear to God, and I was sitting with five other guys, and then we said this. That's weird, Cruz. But I said, someone has to win at halftime. Take a look at the tapes and say, hey, man, we're looking terrible on international TV. How could you make this call, this call, this call? All of them against Canada. Okay? Yeah. So, when they came out in the second half, what happened right away? Spain got two, two charging calls. Which caught me off guard because they were legitimate charges, yep. by the way. You've seen them. They were legitimate charges. They did not call those in the first half. Okay? Mm -hmm. They only called them in the second half. Now, what ended up happening to me personally, what I thought with the game was, Spain shot themselves in the foot because I thought, God, were we playing better defense? No, Spain was trying to bring the clock down on every possession. Yeah, it. that, that, uh, I saw the way they were play, playing there, and I'm like, that just made no sense at all. I did not understand that by the coaching there. I mean, not complaining. It worked out to Canada's benefit, but... I think, personally, everybody should learn a lesson, including the United States of America, who's just got great, great teams. I don't know where all this noise is coming from. <laughs> but anyways, um, these teams like Spain, these guys have been playing together for how many years now? 
Oh my God! Yeah, oh. they're a tight knit group. I seen Manny Fernandez out there. I forgot that he even played in the NBA, and he's still <laughs> playing. He's like thirty, well into his thirties. Yeah. But he's an intricate part of that operation. Yeah. You know, no matter how you cut it, where's all this noise coming from? I don't know someone's hammering, hammering away at something. I know we're getting some uh, renovations here at. Chewy's. Oh, that's right. So we could be involved, and that's good because it's only going to be better down the road. Correct. Yeah. Yep. In in any event, uh, big congratulations. I think Shay's going to be there, and I think that when we get the chance to play again, we're going to be bringing in Andrew Wiggins and uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah, I believe and, so. And um, the kid from Minnesota who didn't play. I'm sorry about your name because he's in a contract situation. Yeah. And he didn't play, which which is respect because that's your bread and butter. Um, this is just a big respect, but huge, huge shout out. Uh, you know what? It's bugged me. You're a little, so how old are you when they six, five? I was seven years old. Sydney, so 2000. Okay. You were seven years old. So this thing, you've never really had the Olympic experience. No. I mean, it, even like that, that Olympics, the only thing that really stands out to me was, uh, Vince Carter's dunk. Uh, oh yeah. He but jumped that, over was the, uh, the guy. The France France. Guy. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. And, and you know what? Steve Nash did try to lead us against a bunch of, um, of, I'm not saying G League players. We, I forget who else we had at the time. We had one other decent score, I think, Bill Win Winnington. Who was the guy who's on the Lakers? That was Canadian? Yeah. No, be, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, nah, the white dude. Rick. No. Yeah, it was a white He's dude. He's black. Which black guy on the Lakers? Let me, uh, let me look it up. Rick Fox. Oh, yeah, we had Rick Fox. I forgot about that. Yeah, he is. He's me. So I guess we are black, aren't we? We're just on the light-skinned variety. <laughs> we had a couple other guys, but Nash played his ass up, and, and that was in sure. his, in his NBA, in, when he was the potentially MVP at the time. No, that was, that was still when he was with Dallas. Yeah, but, but did yeah. he win the MVPs after? Yeah, like... Whatever. It doesn't matter. 2006. Anyways, uh, the thing I want to get to, though, is like that Canada-Brazil game. They lost oh. by four. That was when they really let slip oh. by. The coach gave it to them. And sometimes you need those... Like games you lose closely in those crucial moments as like a big wake up call. And hopefully that was this for this Canadian team. Because next we got Slovenia and we all know who their best player is. Of course. And we're going to knock him on his ass. But that's that's not. I, it's interesting you said that. I'm going to go one more time and said, yeah, we didn't move our feet. Even against Spain. If we don't move our feet on defense, we're nothing. Yeah. Especially when they're passing that fast. Okay. And we got guys that play NBA style ball. And we know that FIBA's got different rules yeah. than the NBA. So Shea even played a little bit NBA ISO for a minute. But he got back away from it. I think part of the problem was when he gave the other guys the open looks they weren't hitting them we shot threes at the worst possible time and why don't we stay you know my argument but all they the made time? the threes late oh Olenek thank you Kelly you made one and Dylan Brooks and Dylan's my boy you know that <laughs> Dylan's my boy I was screaming for him I'm gonna get a Canadian Olympic team but they don't have names on them do they just have numbers no they got the names got the names I'm gonna yeah. go get a Dylan Brooks Canadian Olympic team before we start did you hear his post-game interview no I missed that chewing nails <laughs> Loved it. Chewing nails talking to them. And I'm going, that's why it's unfortunate what happened to Memphis, but that's why they got them paid in Houston. Yep. He's going to play with Fred Van Fleet. And I'm, you heard it here when our NBA preview show is not for another six weeks. I'm already saying the most improved team in the NBA will be the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I believe but that's, that. But that's over there. We yep. want a, a huge, huge, huge shout out to Team Canada. For yep. getting to the Olympics, it's going to be an extra thing to watch for. And I think we're going to have a very competitive team. I think so, too. I and, mean, they should be medal contenders in Paris next year. Oh, I think they should be, too. And here's the deal now. And I think it's kind of weird because you got to remember three or four guys on this team will not be going to the Olympics because they got to be pushed aside for the guys that couldn't make it. So whoever gets knocked, it doesn't get to play in the Olympics. Can I please thank you? 
personally yes. right now for the effort you made for our country to get us to the Olympics. Yep. You know what I mean? Because those are the guys that are the regulars in these tournaments when a lot of these NBA guys don't want to show up for you know, X, Y, Z reason. Right? And there, where were they playing this tournament? In some country I can't pronounce? Yeah. Okay, and the games are on at nine in the morning because the time difference was that far away. Yeah. They do, in the middle of summer when you're Canadian, when you know the winters are the longest season of the year, they sacrifice that much. I really hope that uh, Basketball Canada um, rewards these guys some way. I think they will in some you, way. You know what I mean? Because uh, otherwise, you know, we're going to get. Because we, we, you know, one guy that, that going to have to get better though is our EB boy, our guy that plays for Purdue. Remember the big center? Mm -hmm. The reason he couldn't get on is he's just yeah. not ready for prime time. He's I mean, that's the really that's Canada's like one weakness. We need that real like good big man. Yeah, you know, we, like Olenek's like a good piece to have, but he's he's not that. No, and not only that was the funny thing is that thing about Spain is they ran out there. They got seven guys that are six eight to six ten, yeah. so they can give up the fouls. They bang people. They do whatever they want. Well, that was kind of the team problem team. against Brazil, wasn't it? The game got too physical. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the refs let it go. And by the way, what is Brazil basketball known for? <laughs> Physicality. There you go. And I, so that's where the balance is going to be. But we'll see in the Olympics. It could get quite interesting. Once yeah. again, huge shout out to Team Canada. We're looking forward to see uh, Jamal. But all the guys that played well. RJ Barrett, let's give him. Kelly played well. Yep. Um, Dork played well. Um, some guys had up and down games. But the number one thing is, Coach, keep preaching defense and keep your feet moving. Correct? Yep. Uh, and then Canada's quarterfinal game against Slovenia. That will occur on Wednesday, so looking forward to that. And Canada and the States on different sides of the brackets of, as well. Could be a Canada-USA final, if we're lucky. You know that's what they're looking for. <laughs> of All course. their networks are looking for that. because Especially gonna, Sportsnet. Oh, and, and ESPN. Sure. Are they, they're, was this ESPN that's playing the games, or is that Starlink? I believe, I believe it's... Well, that's that's part of Disney ESPN, so... Oh, so it's, yeah. it's going to be in the, in the same galaxy anyway. Anyways, yep. huge things. Now, before we're going to get into some uh, other crazy things that's going on, but... We are the house that happens. And one of my favorite discussions, believe it or not, Mr. Milani, when I was up in Muskoka, was talking about our boy Max. And you know what, Max, I'm talking about. It ain't no Max Domi. It's the Max that has how many wins in a row now? Uh, ten wins in a row now. Mr. Verstappen and Red Bull, you're doing some crazy-ass shit in the game of Formula One, which I am very new to, but in the last year, my... Uh, Learning curve has gone up completely. I had a couple of people in Muskoka. I got to shout them out. Oh, what's your name? Was your name Bill or whatever? Mm. When I said, the fun thing about Max Verstappen is when he looks in the microphone, it says cocky on his forehead. <laughs> this guy said, that's mild. <laughs> <laughs> that's exact words. Andrew, he said, oh, cocky, that's just mild. But how can you take it away from the guy? No, you can't. I mean, it's been a great last two weekends of Formula One ever since uh, we've come back from summer break. The Dutch Grand Prix, that was a lot of fun. Max, of course, winning his home race. Then we had uh, the Italian Grand Prix yesterday yep. at uh, the world's famous Monza. Are you ever going to go? Speed. Do you think one day you're going to go? I would like to. That must be on your like bucket to. list, right? Monza and uh, Spa That's are the spot. two I want to like, yeah. really hit up. I but, expect you to go one day. I really do. Uh, Verstappen, 10 wins in a row. That's a <sighs> Formula One record. Red Bull as a constructor, 15 wins in a row. They continue to extend their streak. Yeah, and no, and not even the Schumacher days. Because Schumacher only did nine, right? Yeah, he broke the record uh, for stopping. Yep. And, I mean, he's got no signs of slowing down. I no. got some numbers here. So, um, 
Red Bull has a 310-point lead over Mercedes for second. That's one of the highest in history, isn't it? It's it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Max needs – basically, he needs three more wins, and he's champion. And then Red Bull basically needs two more um, – Two more victories, and then they got back-to-back constructors. And that mean there'll still be another five races left, right? Um, there are. Let me see. Or eight races left. Let's see. No, Singapore, Japan, Qatar, USA. One, two, three, four, five, six. Eight races eight left. Eight races. Singapore, left. Japan, Qatar, uh, USA, which is the one in Texas, Mexico, Brazil, Las Vegas, and Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi is always the uh, crown. The finale. Jewel. Yes. That's Even though it's not always a great race. Oh, no, no. But it's just because we're, we'll go there. There's money. Um, <laughs> we just, know this money. Guess what? Um, just want to say, though, that's a huge. People should understand, and sometimes we forget about this. When you're actually dealing in greatness, you should observe it. You know what I mean? And I've, like I said, I when I met you, I knew Formula One was a car. Yeah. You know, and now I watch how it's all going. I really like, I'm, I'm liking how Lewis Hamilton's approaching this because it's killing him. Oh, did he you hear the shade guy. that he threw at uh, Max? No. Where but he I said he's he not in... a great teammate. It's like, oh. buddy, like, <laughs> like, stay in your lane, buddy. Oh, no. Like, worry about, worry about your own team. I, that's just ridiculous to say because I think Max Verstappen likes his mother, his father, his girlfriend, and probably what's the guy that runs the team? And the, the Spice Girl, I forget his name. Wait, I don't think Ginger Max likes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that Max likes any. He's uh, Max. I got the biggest dick in the room. Don't you guys know that? And when you, you know what, it's the old Kid Rock saying, "It ain't cocky if you back it up." Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Huge shout out to that, though. Anyways, keep watching the Formula One. It, it's going to be irrelevant in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, like. I mean, I'm expecting after the Qatar race, like once we get to like the like back to the Americas, like Texas, Mexico, Brazil, Vegas, it'll be the, the story's <laughs> already be been written for, uh, for stopping in Red Bull. That's true. Now, something else has been going on while I was away, and I took little or no time to pay attention to it, which is unfortunate to me because, as you pointed out to me, maybe the Joker had one of his great U.S. Open tennis comebacks. Is that oh, true? also, so uh, a couple more things I want to mention for F1. Um, oh, go ahead. Max, Alonso, and Hamilton are the only drivers this race to get points in every race. Oh, really? But only Max if you include the sprints, because there's been a couple sprints where uh, I believe one sprint Fernando didn't get points, and there was one sprint where Hamilton didn't get points. Still, great consistency by all. Oh three yeah, of them. I love Alonso. You know what I mean? He's a he's an oh, he's, he's an, one of my favorites, and he's an f you guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that about him. He's like f you, and you know what? He's he's the oldest driver in the in the field now. Yes, isn't he, he is. But, I mean, his competitive spirit and um, his drive, yeah. to have that much drive at his age and having a success, he's having a successful season. I mean, He's third he, place. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't deny where he's in in all the, all yep. the game, even though he's not going to catch our boy, Max. No, not even close. He's not even going to come close to Perez, probably. Uh, and then have you heard the Lance Stroll rumors? <laughs> No, let, let me hear him. I seen you put on the notes, and I said, this should be good. So He's the son, right? Of, yes. 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 Uh, the spoiled, rotten kid, right? <laughs> he came I mean, he, of, he earned a seat for F1 this, uh, for a lot of years, but I mean, now it's like... I heard he came out of the womb driving an Escalade. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Uh, so there's rumors that he's going to lose his seat in Aston Martin for next season, which shouldn't be that surprising given the way he's driving this year. No kidding. But... Who's the guy? Don't tell me my That's going to take over? Yeah. Uh, Drogovic, who was like uh, one F2 last year, is rumored to, and he's, I believe, the test driver this year oh, okay. for the team. Um, 
So it's Daddy's rumored that he's going to take up professional tennis. What? What? Okay. He's got the rich boy blues, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's got... That is the epitome of rich boy blues. And this is coming from... Like Reliable sources? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Lance Stroll is now going to play tennis. Allegedly. Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to be... I got a call the other night... Um, I don't know. They said that one of the guys in Aerosmith might have some guitar problems and maybe I could hang around and maybe jump on stage with them. Stop it, buddy. I mean, to be fair, in tennis, like for these opens, you could just like enter the qualifying round. That's true. If you're good, if he may, God bless him. Wait, if I have to eat my words, I would be very happy for this young man. But this, this is rich boy blues. Oh, 100%. You know, no, no, no doubt about it. So where are we at now? We're in the round of eight, aren't we? So um, Felix is still in, eh? No, Felix got Felix got knocked out early. That's right. No, who is all the Canadians, Canadians knocked out? Yeah, oh, so right. the only Canadian that's Layla's still in for doubles, but that's oh, yeah, it. That, yeah, we all got. You know what's really sad? About two years ago, everybody was talking about the um, the uh, going upwards of the Canadian soccer. Is I mean, it's Canadian tennis has that happened? Yeah. Really? Well, no, oh, no. I'm, I'm I'm saying like the, I agree yes. that that was a conversation. It. Hasn't really. I mean, Felix. He's had a. He's had a down year. Let's be real. What Last about Shapar Shapovalov? Yeah, what is he? Well, no, man. Well, he's hurt right now, isn't he? He's, I he, thought he was modeling. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, I mean, he had a good uh, first half of the season. Then he got hurt. Um, he had a so-so first half of the season. Maybe, I, maybe it's just because I'm comparing him to Felix. But okay, well then, whatever the case may I be. Know, I hope Felix can bounce back next year. We'll oh, see. I think he was. He's, he's got the skills. But speaking of rich boy blues. Uh, our boy uh, Shaparlov, he, he's he's the epitome of that. I mean, in this way, like he's had some minor injuries. He's got all the skills in the world. He's a bit of a hothead. Oh, too much. And I love the guy coming yeah. up. I thought this guy's going to be the thing. But everybody knows where he lives. Everybody knows his parents are above average income makers. Is well, that I mean, the word? you're in pro tennis. <laughs> <laughs> the way it goes, okay, the name and, of the game. And that's not that's not a bad thing. But I'm just saying we should have some results on the court, don't you think? To have an old, oh, like two, yeah. two years ago, I remember my one of my ten favorite athletes of all time, John McEnroe, just said two years ago, and who made the semifinals? Was that when Felix made the semifinals two years ago, or Shapovalov um, made the quarterfinals? Yeah, either way, he said that he never thought that Canadian tennis has looked better. I uh, mean, that that's definitely true at the time. I, uh, yeah, but what has happened in the last two years? I don't know. I I don't understand something about Canada tennis players. We always get a sniff, <clears throat> never get the whole enchilada. Yeah, eh, we'll see. But uh, did you catch uh, Djokovic's third round comeback? No, I wish I did. <sighs> what was he down? Two sets to none. Two sets to love. Wow. He lost uh, six four, six four, and then he came back six one, six one, six four. Who was his opponent? The other Serbian guy. Let me pull up. His oh, name. um, I know the guy. He's ranked like thirty second. Blonde guy. I think it's a blonde guy. He's a big guy too. Right? Uh, Jerry. Yeah, but he's yeah. a pretty big boy. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's big. I know the guy's probably hitting big serves. And then then uh, Djokovic, who's the master of adjustments. Yep. You know what I mean? I, that's kind of cool. I hope he wins. That's very game. cool. I yeah. stayed up late to watch that one. God bless him. And we still saying, so when are the finals? It's not next uh, this weekend, right? No, next weekend, right? When's the final? Um. Yeah, it's probably Saturday. Not, yeah. It's yeah. Saturday coming up. Now, did you see uh, the owner of the Bills and the Sabres, their daughter is doing... Very well. well. She's. I didn't realize how uh, how highly ranked she was. She's actually the third seed in the women's bracket. Jessica Pagula. 
Uh, and she's right up there. She's still in. She'll be in She's that. playing in the fourth round. I believe her matchup's today. She Does wins. She, she's in the quarterfinals. But isn't she playing our girl that was pregnant? Is she still playing? She's what playing against uh, Madison Keys, another oh, American. She should beat her. Um, what's her name? Wozniak just came back with the two children. Is she still in? I heard she won her first three matches. Former uh, who, champion. Who's this? What's her name? Is it Wozniak? Oh, Wozniacki. Yeah, remember she? Yeah, she's having a bit of a comeback. Let yeah, me... she's got two babies, hasn't played in three years. I, the last oh, time... she lost to uh, oh, Coco she... Goff yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's what Coco's. Coco's got that. She must be the fan favorite. Oh, I know. And one of Forest the... Forest Hills, oh, my God. Which, uh, one of her, the, was it in the first round where, like, she was playing the Russian? <laughs> like, the Russian player was getting booed. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I love that. She was complaining about I, it. I, I, think, I thought that was hilarious. I mean... Okay, so what about the American that made the run in Wimbledon? I forget his name. Is he still hanging around? No, eh? Remember they said he'll get all the props in the world? Tiafo, are you talking about? No, the American. Black Shep. guy. Banks? Eubanks? No, he's out. I, I knew it. Tiafo's I, still in, though. He's in uh, the quarterfinals. Yeah, no, he. I, I expected him to go further. Yeah. I thought the, the Eubank guy had a great run in Wimbledon. I said, nah, he ain't going to make the U.S. Open. It doesn't work that way. God bless him, though. Uh, yeah, I can't even find him. He, I don't think he made it very far at all. No, and he was a hype going in, right? Because Coco didn't do as good as Wimbledon. I said, we'll see her at U.S. Open. That's for sure, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, Eubanks. Oh, no, uh, okay, Eubanks made it to the second round. <laughs> so what? Second round. He lost to uh, Bonzi, Nobody. wild card. No, yeah, yeah, see. They, that, he lost in the next round to Stricker. So. Ex exactly, and that's how it works there. Like, it's always great. The thing about tennis in a tournament, when a guy gets on a run, you got to love him. You got to hope for something. Sure. Happens. All that Cinderella bullshit, but doesn't work that way. Anyways, we're all here at the house that happens. I don't know if I'm speaking for you, but I'm speaking for me. We want the Joker to win, don't we? I do. I Him do or, I'm, I'm, have, I'm hoping for a Joker-Alcaraz final. I'm, of course we yeah. are. That's, that's the name of the game. That's what we want. You know what I mean? But I think what we should be leaning towards now is we talked about a variety of things that get us through the summer and all the fun things that we had to argue about and where the teams are going. And we're not really going to talk about the NFL today yet because no. it's a few days away. So actually, I want to lead off with something with this. So okay. I think I'm going to be converted to Apple TV. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God, did so they, I'm, did so they I'm rub already, your balls? Did so they, I'm already, I've already decided I'm dropping Disney Plus because Disney Plus is not enough content for what they're getting. And now they're adding the Netflix stuff where if you share it between households, they, they raise the cost there. So I'm just um, that's that. bullshit. Yeah, no, it, it's big bullshit. That's it's bullshit. big yeah. bullshit. And they were like making fun of Netflix for doing this like a year ago. Now they're jumping on the. A lot of people are actually predicting that Disney Plus in a year is going to be gone. Oh, I think it's the week one, so they can't survive. Oh well, they're they be, the only reason they're being kept up is like because their subscriptions are coming from like, you know, they'll throw it in like with your cable package or, or whatever. whatever right? Yeah. So yeah. their their actual people paying for subscriptions are actually very low. But um, getting past all that, Apple TV Plus. One of the things I love that they're doing is for baseball they actually play the players walk-up songs because apple's got the music rights oh that's too cool yeah on the games yes so they play oh that's off i, I know you'd be a fan of that <laughs> that's off the charts that's the best thing i've heard in well, it's early in september really so when the game goes on and the guy's walking up on your tv they play it you're gonna play the guy's walk-up music yep. that's off the charts that's one of the things I've always loved about baseball. Like the that's new the thing rules. we did. Yeah, that's the thing we did uh, when me and my buddies had our softball game. We're gonna get another one in October. Um, we we had a speaker set up. I'm like, give me your walk up song. Give me like if you want a specific part of the song, tell me. I'll clip it for you. And then we had it like playing while we went up to bat. Okay, so when is this game? 
when it, when are we going to do the game? Yeah. We we still got to decide. It's Okay, so you're going <laughs> to have, have a like microphone 20, out there? Oh, we're going to we're going to have a speaker. It's going to be connected to my phone. I'd like to MC that. Okay. Let, let me know in time. I'll introduce the players yeah. and you hit the music. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cuz I'm t- the word around the campfire is I'm I'm getting out my mitt, my my shoes. I'm coming out of retirement next yeah. spring. Where we want to do it. So we we have a field in uh Kleinberg that we found that we're doing it in. So Cool. I'll let send me know. You. I'm 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 available. I think that would be a whole bunch of fun, which is a great segue. By the way, yes, you know where we're going. I gotta check out that Apple TV. Then I think that's just for fun because I'm. Tr- I, I've got a box that I've got to reboot this week because we didn't. You know the one we got from Surge, yeah. the streaming box. We we haven't paid for it the last couple months because nobody's home, and we we had a rem- we had Prime and we let that go because we found that we had too many services and we're not watching them. Yeah, the only reason I have Prime is because like. I ordered a lot of stuff from Amazon, so that's, it just make, made sense. Yeah, well, that's you, why you, too. It takes care of the delivery charge, right? So. And not only that, I get the Amazon Music on my tele, on my phone, which is that extremely. Yep. That was good when I was up north, man. <laughs> God bless John Luke Ponty. Nobody knows who he is. I, I reintroduced myself to him. I played the living shit. He's a violinist, by the way. Played the shit out of the guy. But the segue we're going into is that we wanted to get everything out of the way because, Andrew, I think that the rest of our show should be devoted to the fact that we got that game called Baseball going on and it's you know just it. mayhem lately. Yep. So where do we start? Okay, I'm going to start with this. Like, um, let's start. Like, there's a variety of things we could talk about. Like that mess that is the wild card race in the National League, the American League. You I mean, mean, no, the National League. The, oh, then oh. we go to the American League West and say who's going to win that, which is another mess. Uh, we could talk about why the Atlanta Braves are immediately going to win the whole goddamn thing. But because we're Toronto-centric, we have no choice but to discuss what the hell is going on with the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, When we it- had the last show, they were in the playoffs. Are they yes. in the playoffs today or are we tied? Did no, we we're, t- we're out. We're, what, a game out? We are. Seattle lost last night. And my call about Seattle, they were in division lead for We a while. are a game and a half out of the last wild card. Uh, well, I mean, one loss, though. It's only one loss in the loss column, though, correct? Uh, two to the Rangers, though. Because there's a the virtual tie for the second uh, for the second wild card spot between Houston and Texas. Okay, because Tampa Bay looks like they've got, they got it clinched, right? Yeah, so that was actually in my notes. Where I thought that was Tampa a good note. Was greatly exaggerated. And who was me? I was the one that was kicking them in the face. I didn't go there. And you know what? Again, where did these pitchers come from that Tampa Bay got in the system? Eh? I know they. It just blew me away. Like I, I, I watched him the other night, and I go, "Who's this guy?" And he went six. Some guy never went went six. But you know yeah. why Tampa Bay still not going to win? This stupid. Let's start the guy one inning. Then we go, through, I do not believe in this freaking bullpen day bullshit because you didn't win. What did they do last year? Who's their starters? They still have three solid I still starters. think Tampa Bay is going to win one eventually. When? Could be this year. Okay, the real thing we should be talking about before we get to that, because we got a lot of talk about the Blue Jays. Yeah. We should talk about everything else that's going on in there before I get the chance to do some bitch slapping, is the fact that uh, I was the one that trashed Baltimore incessantly. <laughs> fact that I've hated them since as a kid. I hated Earl Weaver. I hated Jim Palmer. I hated those underwear commercials. Is your mom? Did your mom like Jim Palmer? Is she old, old enough? Uh, I could ask her. I, She's say, na- I've never heard that name before. You never heard of Jim Palmer? Oh my God! You know who Jim Palmer is? Nope. I, I don't know why it. they took him off the air because he was a pretty good an, an analyst for the Blue Jays. No, no, like uh, in America, like big, like A Rod on the national oh, okay. thing. He was big. I don't know where he is now. My he uncles was, would maybe know about that. Oh, everyone know Jim Palmer, man. Him and him and Earl Weaver had some of the greatest freaking in dugout fights and on in the, in the day. The, yeah. the camera would show him on there. Um, but Jim Jim Palmer's second most important thing was he was an underwear. 
model. Oh, okay. At a time when all that stuff wasn't quite vogue and are right, you right, macho right. enough to be doing guy made a fortune, the women loved him. Which is number one. So right. it was smart. Women loved the guy. They didn't they didn't know who he played for, but they knew who Jim Palmer was. Where's this going? He is a uh, Hall of Fame pitcher. Okay. He won 243 games. He pitched 300 innings twice. He, um, I hate the guy. Did I tell you I hate the guy? Why is that? Because he was a bitch. Why is that? Oh, you seen the guy play. First of all, I didn't think his shit smelled. He thought he had the greatest stuff ever, and he played on a staff with four guys that won 20 games in one season, which we'll never see again in 1972. Let me see if I can name them. Mike Cuellar. Dave McNally, Pat Dobson, and Jim Palmer. Oh, you should fact check me on that. Last time, four guys won 20, and he wasn't the best guy in the team. It was Mike Quayer, who was runner-up for the Cy Young, and Palmer still thought he was the greatest. I'm the best right. pitcher in this team. Like, he just didn't back down from that. Now, out of all those guys, I think he's the only guy that made the Hall of Fame, so in the long run... He was maybe right. Not for every season. He was a solid guy. I think he won 20 games like five times. Right. But the reason I'm bringing up Jim Palmer and all this stuff is that that's the legacy of the Baltimore more than Cal Ripken. Those guys were in now Baltimore. Mm, look at Baltimore. Not now. If people, they, like maybe my age, maybe the older guys. The Baltimore Orioles were synonymous with winning the three-run home run. They didn't give a shit. They came out bashing, hitting, knocking people down, playing defense. Look at them now. They were the laughing. When's the last time they made the playoffs? 2001 or 2011? No, well, 2016, they lost the wild card game to the Jays. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the one time there. And they never got a sniff since, right? I don't believe so. Let no, me no, check they, they, they fell right off the cliff. They changed ownerships and things got weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now that they're back, like, we got to give them this credit. Their drafting system. And so, I mean, that's what happens when you're drafting, like, top three every year. Agreed, but you got to make the right choices. Fair. Okay. Yeah, 2016 was the last time they were in. They had that low run, 2012, 2014, 2016. Yeah, and then that was Joe Walter. Yeah, that's right. And another good manager, let him let him win. And then they fired him. It hasn't been the since. But I think it was because the ownership changed there. Mm -hmm. So my point about this is, I'm still not cheering for Baltimore. Fuck well, them. I wouldn't expect I would you to. They're a division rival. That's right. I want nothing to do with this guy, but I'm looking at their record and at the beginning of the year, even at the All-Star break. What did I say? And I'm drastically yes. wrong. Baltimore will come back to the pack. No. Oh, and by the way, let's take a look at what did I say would win the division? 600 on the road, 500 at home, or 600 at home, 500. You say 550 on the road. Yeah. Look at Baltimore. 42 and 26 home, 43 and 25 on the they're, yeah, road. Yeah, they're 600 at home and on the road, basically. Oh, my God. Who would have thought that? And I still, But you know what? I'm predicting this still because I hate them. They'll be gone in the first round of the playoffs. A lack of experience will get them. Hmm. That's my call. So they're, they're going to lose to like one of the wild card teams. Yes. Perhaps a Tampa Bay. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be because they'd be play because they won't, they'll be the number one seed though, won't they? No, uh, they won't play Tampa Bay. They okay. May. It would be, when yeah, we sneak it, in, it would be, be us. one of the West teams or the Blue Jays potentially. And we'll beat them. This is because the odds will come back all the way around and they'll see on the odds. Maybe. Now, Maybe. as we're going along, it's finally been decided. And I don't know where they're going to go with this is that the twins are going to win that division. Yeah, by default, Cleveland, I mean they fell down. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're in any. What happened to the White Sox, by the way? I, oh, the I did two... not expect. I, I, I did not expect to see the Tigers ahead of them in the standings. Oh, I love that Detroit Tigers. They're ten games ahead of them too. I love it. I think it's just amazing. We, you, Unreal. The Tigers could be the next Baltimore, but we got to wait and see on that. Maybe that, next year. Yeah, next year, or they're, they're a couple seasons away. The three biggest disappointments in 
baseball this year by far. And I brought, I forgot to bring the book, but we'll show it before the playoffs just to remind of each other. The biggest fall downs in the league. That's put them in from third Yankees. to one. Oh, no, oh, they're, they're number, number four. One. No, no, well, they're, they're not. Four? A, they're number one because they fell down. Okay, I'll give them number two. The number one fall down is San Diego. Oh, yeah. God, that's San Diego. And then the, I mean, can you really call it a fall, fall down when they weren't even quite but they there, were there. To begin with? Yeah, but last year they were in the hunt. They were going at the Dodgers. They were coming in the back door. But the Yankees made, were like division winners last year. They looked like world beaters. They had all the hype in the world coming into the season. Now they're dead last in the AL East. Okay. Under yeah. 500. It's the worst record they'd have. They've had this late since, like, what, the 80s? Was it the 80s? Yeah. Oh, in any event. Because that was a miserable decade for the Yankees, not – I didn't care. But. I didn't care. Anyways, it make, it's interesting you said that because the only thing that I, I wish was better is that I wish Boston was down there with them. I mean, if it weren't for the Jays, maybe they would be. That's right. And you know what? Now it's really bad for the Yankees is they're the only team in uh, the American League East that's under 500. That's true. You know what I mean? I, I mean, they're only that. one game under, but still. And they may get over. But you know what? My heart bleeds. But the four biggest disappointments, okay. The New York teams are disappointments. Oh, the Mets, yes. Okay, yes. so that's a complete different to there. The White Sox, who were considered a division contender. And now they're talking rebuild with re- that team. Already. Already. In one year. If, if they, were, they just came out of one, supposedly. And, and then this Unreal. is supposed to be the year. Uh, Mr. Anderson, as a baseball player, has turned out to be a bit of a schmuck. And I like the guy. Like, I don't know what it's all about. I think they got a dressing room. Our executive too. producer, Jay, is a fan of his as well. I, I know I was too, but I'm going, oh, no, I don't know about this now because he's just weird. He does weird shit. But I, I will say this. What I think is most interesting, and I'm going to bring this up because this is why they did it, okay? Uh, really quickly. Once upon a time, they used to bring up, what, 1,000 people on the September call-up? Used to be 10. I it was believe. ridiculous. Yeah. Now it's, it's two. Okay so, okay, so now it's 10. The gospel, well, not yet. I'll do that later. My theory is this. There used to be only a couple teams make the playoffs, right? And by the time you got to this time of the year, yep. you pretty well knew, especially when I was a kid, when I was your age, it was pretty well decided. There might be some tight well, races it was, going it was, down. It was just the division winners that would make it, so four teams. And, yeah, and wasn't there one wild card? No wild card. Wild came cards in. came in mid-'90s. Okay, yeah, so when that all came in. So what happens is, is back in the day, got, teams didn't mind because they're pretty well winning, so they could bring up prospects and see what they could do. Somewhere in the 90s, when they brought in the wild card, it wasn't fair because all of a sudden some team that was a bum bring up 10 guys playing against a contender, throw eight pitchers at her, the contender loses that game, and that could cost them their playoff spot. Yep. So I'm really glad that they were only allowed to bring up two, and I like our two September call-ups, but we'll get to that in yes. a minute. So Yeah, I want to go a little bit around the league before we get to the Blue Jays. That's what um, I'm doing. So what do you think of this? That's what I'm saying. I'm in the American League right now, but I'm just talking about Twins. They're, they've got it. Can't take it out. Now, what's going on in the American League West? My theory is this. That's why you don't bring up the 10 guys anymore. We'll give you two because yeah. of the long season. But what this is really proven is baseball is smart that they kept the interest level this high this long. Football's coming up in a week. Yep. So, you know, the monolith is pushing everybody out of the air. But I think there's enough interest in baseball, and especially in some of the local markets which spread out. 100%. That this could be a very good season for baseball. Like, let's just look at it now. Who's going to win that division? I mean... Seattle looks like the choice right now just because of the way that they've been trending lately, but don't count out Houston. Okay, I'm going to say Texas, that, I think, is slipping a little bit. Okay, I tried to do it when I was away, but I, I couldn't figure it out because we got a lot of episodes now. I'm trying to go back, and I'm going to find the episode where I said, everybody be scared of Seattle. 
Yep. I said that was the team. I wasn't worried about it. And I said, but then, I was questioning that trade deadline, remember? Yes, you were. But the thing that I, I that I could say this and sound really smart, but my other crack was Tampa wouldn't make with the team that fall down. So sometimes <laughs> and you kick. And they look like they could be on their way to 100 wins or uh, thereabouts. Sometimes you kick, sometimes yeah. you get kicked. That's just the way it works out. So now I am totally fascinated. When I come home MLB at night, I, what's going on in the American League West? Because that's going to affect us. And look oh, at, yeah, the wild card. Okay, so now you're looking at it. There's only two losses between, you know me, my two favorites, um, quality starts and losses. And you can't make up losses. So the Mariners are now, they lost yesterday, though, didn't they? Um, yeah, they did. They're lucky that Texas went down and the Astros are 5-5 five and five in their last. I didn't think they'd go that. You're still saying the Astros could do it? I think so. It's our game back. Okay, but I'm looking at them this way. I think their defense is sketchy at times. Can be. I seen them play the other night. There was they some... got good pitching, though. Oh, yeah, they got that pitching. They got no hitting. And they got the hitting, yeah. They're hitting, but sometimes their defense, the outfield, they, they looked a little Toronto Blue Jays the other night. But, I mean, I so I was reading something where it's like fielding in baseball is like less than 10%. So, like, as long as you have the hitting and pitching, that's going to carry you. Okay, okay. Okay, you, you hold that thought. You hold that thought till we go to the National League. And what did you just say? Defense is ten percent, right? Fielding, yeah. Fielding, okay. We're gonna we're gonna hold that when we talk about our favorites, but we're gonna move to National League because I'm gonna I got I got a big so that. yeah. I also just want to just include here that the Angels like they just never had oh. a chance. Oh. I want to get a little bit back to the Angels with their waiver situation oh. a little bit after. No, go ahead. You can you can outline that right oh, now. Okay, so there was. It's not some of that illegal. It was legal, but that's the problem. So this is kind of going back to uh, our show last week where we kind of talked about the two trade deadlines. This is just like the return of that in, you know, in a way where it's like, you, whatever, the Angels put five, I believe it was five players on waivers, five prominent players on waivers, including one that just picked up at the trade deadline for crying out loud. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, the, the pitcher. Yeah. And like all of a sudden they just put them on there just looking to dump their contracts. And it's just like, ooh, like, and it's just like the waiver situation where it's just like, but a couple of those guys got claimed, didn't they? Four of them. Four of the, the only guy that didn't get claimed was Randall Grichuk. Oh, sorry, Randall. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're you always been good, bad, or ugly. There so. was rumors that the Jays were going to pick him up, but that never never oh, no, made no, sense no, to no, me. No, 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 because we got um, Hunter Renfro was the one I was interested in. Oh, de definitely. And yeah. I was shocked when I'd heard that that he they put him on waivers. But you know what? Does not take away from the integrity of the game a bit. Hundred percent. I think MLB's got to look into like changing the rule. Like maybe like moving that waiver deadline like back in two weeks, kind of like we mentioned. Maybe the trade deadline should be exactly August fifteenth. If even if whatever, move that trade there there that waiver deadline back to the fifteenth. That would make things a lot more fair because like now with a month to go and like you just dump all those players, and then the waiver system too. It's like just the bottom feeders picking him up, and like I would be pissed if like I wanted a guy like Hunter Redfro like a month ago was willing to you know trade you prospects, and all of a sudden like the team like below me chasing me got him for free. And they get the first crack at him because yeah, that's, that's how the waiver works. No, it's bullshit. Yeah, no, it is it's bullshit. Because we I'd rather have the waiver trade deadline. Oh, I would too. <laughs> but the, I heard Toronto kicked uh, Hunter Renfrew's uh, tires. Yeah, but in the waiver – they were low in the waiver priority, right? That's the yeah, problem. But no, but I mean at the trade deadline. He was oh, a name okay. that came up at the trade deadline as a possible bat that we could need. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it didn't go there. But I, 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 that's one of the things that really kills me about the integrity of the game. Yeah. When people do shit like that and then – you know what happens too is because – when you wrote now, like, okay, just to, to refer back to um, 
when I was away for the vacation, right? And there's a lot of guys sitting around watching games and shit. Sure. And there's a lot of good old school that's discussing and a lot of alcohol flowing and shit. But you'll always get the person that throws out this take and you can't deny it. They will say, these overpaid, spoiled athletes get in their own way, wrecking the game and blah, blah, blah. And something like this comes up with the Angels and what does it give them? all the fodder that they need to say. And they, you know what? I, I, I dismiss those people anyway because um, you're not a sports fan. Mm-hmm. Every chance you get, they, like, those type of people, every chance they get, they kick, they kick sports until suddenly, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs make the finals and then they're <laughs> the biggest freaking Toronto Maple Leaf fan in the face of the earth. You know, those people. Right. And I, I ran into a few of those on my holiday. I didn't give them a lot of credence, I really said, and I just knew where to put, you know, you put people that talk into categories. Sure. Oh, these are those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I respected them, and I said, oh, yeah, and they asked me some questions, and don't you think this? And I had to agree on a couple of occasions. Yeah, yeah, that happens, that happens. And he goes, and you go to podcast, you spend much of time with all these guys? And I said, no, it's an interest. You know what I mean? It's, um, we're, we're into this because we like maximum competitive effort that entertains. Mm-hmm. Now, Another thing that came up about entertaining when we were saying this stuff, and I always said to some of the guys that the hardcore guys that didn't like, I said, ultimately, and your Apple uh, TV thing puts a period on sentences, as soon as the game goes on TV, it's a show, it's entertainment. I would say at the stadium, too. Well, I like the live fan effect, because you got more, you're interactive. You know what I mean? You're that's there, still entertainment. It's like, it's it's like going type. to a concert. Oh, yeah, so, but that's yeah. different than watching a concert in TV. Sure, you don't get but it's, it's all entertainment at the end of the day. Oh, always entertainment. But I'm saying, like, you got to classify. If you put on there and you put on Friends is on one channel and the Blue Jays are on another channel, they're both on competing for the same eyeballs, right? Sure. You know what I mean? So that's that, that's all I'm getting at is that um, don't take anything away that we're going to lose eyeballs on to d- discredit yeah. the game or give half fans or people that just want to bitch about sports. Give them any opportunity. And you know what's really weird? Are they clearing the cap? There's no cap in baseball. This is Marino's, the owner. That guy prints money. I mean, there's, there's rumors that there might be a cap coming, but... Nah, not yeah, in baseball. There's whispers. There's whispers, Cruz. Oh, why? Who's that going to save? Tampa that just make them better? <laughs> Tampa, I heard Oakland. That, oh, yeah. Oh, where's Oakland's in Vegas? They're out of town. Yeah. I feel sorry for the city of Oakland. But the bottom line is, like, where do we go with this? Um, where do we go with this um, This waiver deal? It's going to be interesting. We should put that in the back because that's just, that's horrible. No, they got to they do something about that rule because I was, no, like I'd be, I'd I be was pissed away. if I, I was, the, like, oh, if I was in be, management, I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd be guys livid. Guys, and, and people aren't going to go with that. That's the owner. Yeah. That's the owner. Oh, I mean, like already Moreno, top, top five worst owners in baseball, but. And top five richest. Yeah. That's the other thing. He's like Ursan, Indianapolis, but we'll use that yeah, we'll, later. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get much, to that on Thursday. Much, Thursday. Much um, one last thing I want to get to in the American League. Will Garrett Cole finally win his side? I young? hope not. <laughs> That's not hope what I not. asked. I didn't ask it what you hope. I asked uh, if No. You... Come on. Otani. I I said Otani for Cy Young midseason. I'm you being, told me no way. And it's not. It's not going to happen. I know Cole's probably going to get it because who's his competition? It's like guys like Gozman. It's I guys mean, like Go- that. Gozman's, Gozman's good. But he, but he, he pukes it up, and he has, has he got 10 wins now? Finally got 10 wins. Um, let me pull it. I had the J stats here. Yeah, yeah, he's got 10 wins. He's leading the American League in uh, maybe all the majors and strikeouts, too. Oh, he is. I think he is. 207 so far. Cole's well, not far behind him, though. Garrett Cole's playing for a last-place team. It's not about – it's just most outstanding Garrett Cole's pitcher. playing on the last-place team. Doesn't matter. Garrett Cole's playing on – I hate the guy. 
I got, hated him on Pittsburgh. I hate it when he went to Houston. He's a little bitch. You know what I mean? He's got the second highest ER or second lowest rather ERA in the American League. He's having a great year. He's pitched 160 innings so far, hasn't he? Something outrageous. He's he's been up there. His whip is just solid. a hair over four, which solid. is solid, solid, yeah. solid. I just don't like the guy. That's all. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of his no, either. No, he's just got that. He's a Kermit the Frog sounding motherfucker. And not only that, he's <laughs> snotty about everything. Yeah. And if things don't go his way, he looks at his team. You know what he reminds me of? Even though I like him, I liked him and I didn't. He's got a little Dave Steve in him. Mm. You know, yeah, you know, I can definitely look, see that. You know, and then, like someone makes a play on the field, he turns back and he looks at the guy and gives him that stare. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, buddy, it's a team game. He kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I don't give a shit if Carroll. I think he, you know what? In all likelihood, he will get it. Do, do I think he's a Hall of Famer? No. That was my next question. Does no. that make him an automatic? I think it does no. make him a Hall of Famer. How many wins has he got? In his career? If he's got 110, because it's good, the numbers are going to come way down now because of the way the game has changed. So it's not going to be you got to have 250 wins to get into the Hall of Fame. Sure, it's going to be 180 wins now or 200 at the most. But I don't think like why you think he's got a Hall of Fame numbers? I think he does. I don't like the guy. Let's see. Done. 142 wins. Oh, he does. Oh. 3.21 ERA. Um. Uh, 1,824 innings pitched, over 2,000 strikeouts. His whip is 1.1 for his career. That's pretty damn good. That's very good. What um, What's his win factor now, 132? Win factor? No, his win. How many wins does he have? Oh, uh, 142. Ooh. Yeah. And he's only, what, 33, 34? Uh, sorry, this computer is slow That's as okay. Shit. It doesn't matter. Bottom. Even scrolling up the pages of is a task for his computer. Uh, where's his age? Okay, oh so I'm going to tell you why he's going to make thing. it. I'm going to tell you why he's going to make it. Okay. Oh, you changed quick. He is. Yeah, he's he's about to turn uh, 33 in a few days, actually. Well, I have to go with a, as B as a realist, as a cruise control in full effect who loves chaos. Fuck that guy, and I don't like swearing. However, when you look at the realistic facts and the way the game has changed, and you got to look at the numbers, the numbers for Hall of Famers are going to change drastically in the next 10 years. First of all, like guys don't pitch as much as they used to. Yep. There's more players getting rotated around. You know, the whole analytics part of the mm-hmm. game has adjusted it so that the numbers are not going to be as gargantuan as the old school guys that got to play forever. You know what I mean? Do you know that, um, which I could not believe, that Bassett's one of the guys, and who's the other pitchers? Uh, I think it might be Strider. On Atlanta, well, I think he's the best pitcher in baseball. By the way, he's my call for that, best pitcher in ba- baseball. Um, these, um, what was I going to say now about Strider, Cole? Oh, you know that there's, I think it's Strider, Bassett, and one other guys. They pitched over a hundred pitches four times. That's it. That's it. And Bassett threw 110 the other night. I thought he should have been a chance to go for the uh, second complete game shutout of the year. But I guess 110 pitches and Aikens and Shapiro called Especially down late season. I, I, I don't Aikens think... and Shapiro called down. Not that they're running the team now. Okay. <laughs> just, just allegedly. Kidding. Allegedly not doing that. But um, my thought is this. And okay. There's, there's a little thing that goes around that's really great about when you go on a vacation because everybody's there and everyone's drinking beer and when sports comes up, everybody's got their opinions. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to talk about it, what they know, what they don't know, and Cruz is an idiot because he thinks that Mariner's <laughs> a defensive player, stuff like that. And uh, one thing that came up in common is everybody that was serious baseball fans, go, what's up with this Bassett guy? <laughs> you want him on your staff? He's got 12 wins now, 11, 12 wins? 
13, I believe. 13, whatever. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 13 and 7. 13 and 7. Not looking, and ERA has dropped under 4 finally because it went over 4. Uh, for a bit. It, he's mostly been under 4 for the season. 3.81 right now. Yeah, well, that innings the other night really brought it down for him. My problem with this guy is, what is your problem, buddy? Like, if it's something goes wrong. Uh, device he's got uh, that he's typing uh, in his... Uh, Okay, and here's even okay. Well, let's go nationally because we we're, we're gonna have some Jays things here, and we're gonna be running out of time soon. So I just want to get to the National League really, really quick before we uh, we continue on um, with our thing because we're gonna we're gonna get in this about the Jarrett Cole American League East. We'll get there in a minute. And if you think that he's gonna make the Hall of Fame, I, I I'm not gonna bet against it. If I had a vote, I wouldn't. I think he's a slam dunk. Wow. Just Wait, because. you just said 150. He's at 142. Fuck he's he's right there. I hate that guy. Uh, Why bring your beard back? Oh, yeah, I can't have a beard. You're a Yankee. Yep. I can't wait to do it. There's that little sign he had when he was a little boy standing with his Yankee stuff with his mom. Now he's a Yankee. Isn't that cute? And you missed the playoffs. Good. Watch him. You're home. Watch it on not, Apple well, it's TV. It's not his fault. What? It's not his fault. No, I don't know what happened to the Yankees. I don't feel sorry for him one bit, like I was um, saying. So, getting to the National League. I got to shout out Ronald Acuna Jr., the first 30-60 player in league history. That's 30 home runs, 60 stolen bases. He got it. uh, The 30th home run was a grand slam on the same day he got married. That was crazy-ass stuff. (laughs) That's nuts. Okay, can I have a little pushback? Is he a slam dunk for National League MVP? You still got to consider his teammate Olsen, and you still got to consider Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, but I think this pretty well convinced it because all the writers look at the 30-60. Can I say something? Storylines, yeah. Okay, what did I say at the beginning of the season? Track meet. Here we go. I don't think he would have had those 60 bases if you were allowed to throw over as many times as you used no. to. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So um, congratulations to the guy. That's still a huge – and I think, he, I think he will be. I think he's like – how many pitches – okay, you got Otani because he does both. But now look at Otani's arms fall off. Yeah. So now he's just a regular guy again. And guess what? Otani doesn't play defense. Yep. So in some respects, who would you rather have, a Sooner or a Tani? Everyone goes, what Acuna. about the big... Oh, Acuna, yeah. Well, who would you rather have? Most I would people, still say Otani. I think this pitching, um, pitching, hitting thing is going to go the way of the Dodo Bird because he every time well, he gets I up mean, in those innings, he never gets he never gets the final end in it. Look at his record over the years. Has he pitched more than 150 innings ever? No. No. Okay, so... Um, uh, Acuna is a gold glove, or Acuna, whatever his name is. He's a gold glove outfielder mm-hmm. with a rocket for an arm, stealing 60, 60 bases. And a great and could, bat. And a great bat. So I'm saying when Otani's getting those few home runs and sitting on the bench eating sunflower seeds, Acuna's going up against the wall with two outs to take one off the rail and end the inning. Now, I want to ask you, with I want to get a little bit into Otani. Do you think the Angels made a big mistake by not giving him, like, a rest day the day after he pitched? Yep. Yeah. That's the issue? I think that has a lot to do with it, but those pitchers are so goddamn routine. It's it's just funny because, like, every other pitcher in the league, it's like, what do you do the day after you pitch? You have a light jog. What's Otani doing? He's going up to bat four, four or five times. Four times a game, yes. <laughs> I agree. And and, and then your, your, your mental focus with your physical part of the game, you never have a chance to decompress. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the deal. I think the biggest mistake the Angels made is they didn't trade Otani. Oh. I think that's the biggest trade now because they dumped all those players. If you did and that. And his value just tanked. Oh, there you go. So his value went down. You put everybody on waivers, and we don't know what's going on with Mike Trout. Yeah. So this, this yep. Angel team is doing 90 miles an hour going towards a brick wall. From a team that was supposed to be a contender for the last two years. Which and, I never really bought. But. I neither. But I thought this year, remember, for a while, maybe they could have jumped up. 
So for for a hot second, it looked like they might get in the playoff race, but that never materialized at all. Do you think it's a possibility it could end up being a Chicago White Sox or a New York Mets next year? Oh, 100%. That's what I'm saying, too. That'd be a fair If they're thing. smart, they get rid of Otani in the offseason. They can't. He's not restricted. I mean, he's a, yeah, no, he's got one year left on his deal. Oh, yeah, then they got to trade him. They'd get rid of him, too. What about the Mike Trout situation? He was he was talking about the next Mickey Mantle. This guy's broke down like nothing. Is he back yet from the DL? I, I, no, no, he's not. I ah. feel so bad for Mike Trout. That's oh, like, I do, too. Come on. He was just a joy to watch. He was one of the best baseball players in the history of baseball players. Search Sing in the house. How you doing? Eight, eight and one Chad Kelly with a three-year contract? Yes, my buddy Matt Stoddard. Get a oh, microphone. how you doing? How you doing, buddy? Why don't you come in for a game sometimes? My name is Cruz. Cruz. How you doing? My, my buddy, Milani. Oh, he's running away. We, 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 we had a guy that playing at a high level. He's got a microphone in his head, and he's leaving the room. You know what? I'm going to be out there in a few minutes. The show's all over, and I'm chasing you down, bro. I'm chasing. Okay, buddy, we will get there. Serge, good to see you. What's that? Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> I confuse easily, but I knew that. That was kind of cool that we have an interruption in our show with two two good sports people. I think you understand who he is, right? Well, what would be an episode of The House that happens without an interruption or two? Uh, exactly the way it is. But anyways, we'll go back to our Tanny thing and Mike Trout. Mike Trout could have been a Mickey Mantle, or he was a Mickey oh, Mantle. Yeah. And to have this happen to him, God bless. We'll see him at the Eagles games. We will. We'll see him at the Eagles games. Which brings us to one thing. I think that the Los Angeles Dodgers and you think that them in Atlanta will make it into the ALCS. NLCS. NLCS. I think it'll be a five-game series. Ooh. Five-game series. You heard it here first. I think the Dodgers are a bit of a fraud. They're bringing up all these young guys. I know you've uh, questioned their pitching. Oh, I still do. I don't question their batting lineup, and I don't question their defense. Yeah. They got, like, their lineup is lethal and legit. Who's in their bullpen? You? Come on. <laughs> they have a good uh, – actually, no, they moved him. Uh, he's a starter now, isn't he? Yeah, yes. they had to move up because they didn't have any starters. Worst ERA since the 60s, like before Sandy Koufax or well, something. Yeah. Now, when I heard that number, I went, what? So I think that the Dodgers are just lucky that they're there. But the thing about the National League that I really like is, what if it's the Diamondbacks that knock out the Dodgers? Look, at they're still in there. Remember at the All-Star break, we thought that they were going to fall back? No, I had them in the playoffs. Yes, you did. I had them you in the You had the playoffs. playoffs. I look at them there. The teams that are that, that, that's really in, in the – Corbin Carroll's still killing it for them. Oh, why not? Is he a Cy Young guy? He's an outfielder. I mean, no, who's their starter? There's Corbin. Is he their starter? Um, the guy on Arizona, their frontline starter. No, the, Car- the Carroll guy. Yeah, that, that guy. I love that Merrill guy. Merrill Kelly. The, the, the guy you're talking about, he's going to be a five-star. He's an up-and-coming superstar. I think so. Oh, I, I think so. Do you see him run? Do you see him when he goes after balls? Yeah. Oh, he looks like a gazelle. <laughs> he's unbelievable. I'm going, well, and, and I'm really glad. They don't need, uh, they don't, <laughs> are you saying they don't need uh, our buddy Dalton Varsho? <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. You know what, Toronto Maple Leafs, I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays have assisted them in getting um, into the playoffs. Gurriel's having a monster season. Monster yeah. season. I was making, we'll get to that in a minute too because all things Jays are coming. I'll uh, take Gurriel's defense back in a minute right now. I want to ask you one quick thing. Do you think the Chicago Cubs are making the playoffs? Yes, I do. What a comeback. They're the absolute opposite of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I always kind of had a, a sneaky feeling about the Cubs because their run differential all season was very good. Excellent. Yes. You mentioned that before All-Star break. When you, I you did. Because I was going um, quality starts. You were saying run differential. 
you know? Yeah, because the, the Cubs, they do allow runs, but they, they also score a lot of runs. They score a lot of runs. You know, I believe they're third in the National League in runs scored, just behind I, Atlanta and the Dodgers. And I think they're fourth overall because I think Texas is in the top four too, mm-hmm. isn't it? So they should be around there? Yeah, they're around there. Yeah. Three and a half games back of the Brewers, I think they're not going to make that, but I mean, one well, of those wild card spots should be theirs for the taking. Another shout-out we should give to the Cincinnati Reds. So now we've had three huge small market teams, one being the Reds, one being Baltimore, and one being Arizona, and they're all in battling for shots. I'm not saying Arizona is a small market, really, but... And in terms of baseball, it is, and and sports in general, I guess. But uh, San Francisco, Arizona, Miami, Cincinnati, all in a virtual tie for that last uh, wildcard spot. Hence the reason we brought up the point about only allowed bringing up two guys at the at the break because all these guys you got to win with the team that you got there. This yes, is amazing sir. for baseball because I thought baseball got off to a bit of a slow start this year. Maybe I people agree. weren't in, and then but now I'm running home just to te- to check the standings because that's why I'm checking yeah. the standings. But in any event, we got to get to right away because I got a draft to go to before you know it. But there's one thing we finally have to do with, and that's to go talk about our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. So, Mr. Milani, I'm uh. gonna I'm gonna push back right now on this defense thing. Okay, you say it's only 10 percent. Yeah. Well, those 10 percent losses that we got were because of what? Defense or running? So defense. Oh, well, base, no, okay, the base running is completely, okay, completely but I'm, different. Because like uh, the Blue Jays, I would say our losses are coming from. Our hitting discipline, hitting strategy, it's been awful oh, this year my in our God. base running. That's cost us the most games this year, hands down. Okay, I will I will put that in there. So you got it. things coming three. The other three is our defense, which is not significant. It is according to the numbers I hear because we're, we're not making as many errors. Yes. Well, I mean, and you look at the... Uh, because Bichette can't get to no balls. Murrayfield can't get to no balls. And got balls go over to, uh, what's his name, head in left field. Come on, we got a left fielder out there. A lot of balls our, are... Our defense not is kind of like... It's a little hit or miss. Like, you look at the numbers. Varsho is, I think, statistically, like, the second or third best outfielder in all the majors. Oh, I know that. The numbers Kier are like a top ten outfielder. Oh, defensively. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I see that on paper. But why is it the one went over Kermeyer's head the other night? What was he thinking? Against uh, against the Nationals. Remember the one that yeah. went over? What was he thinking on that play? If you're supposed to be, the, that, that's the time. So, what, I agree that you maybe have your 10% is yeah. defense. But I think it's that under ten, that, to be honest. But but if you, that 10% shows up in those games when you're not hitting mm-hmm. and you don't have regular guys playing the position all the time, what are you going to get? Defense is extremely important to me in baseball. I think it's I think it's it should be it should be considered higher. But be- but if the Jays weren't making as many like mistakes in the batter's box or on the base paths, would we would we even be making a big deal about this? Probably not. Oh, I'd still be making more about it too because I'm a guy that said I think you should have an infield. Yeah, but all we'd the time. also be like hunting down the division title right now too. If we were 500 against Boston, we'd be hunting down the division title. So let's just go there. My thing is, it's a lineup problem. They never have a steady lineup all the time. Uh, Guerrero's pissed off. He doesn't have enough of his buddies in the in the in the dugout. Yep. Um, minor injuries are killing them. We've wrecked so many quality starts and guys can't hit. But here's another thing I want to say, okay? Mr. Barrios, I'm on my couch. No, I wasn't on the couch. I'm sitting with five baseball guys. This is what I don't understand about baseball. I may do a podcast. I may watch a lot of games. I may have four screens. But I'm on. I'm with you. Say, Andrew, I'm with you and a couple, four guys. And we're sitting there. Remember the game when... Um, the guy with the dreads, he must have swung about eight pitches. They had a great battle off, okay? And um, 
all of a sudden, freaking Barrios takes something off the ball, and the guy's sitting on it, and he goes yard. Okay, so they go up. All of a sudden now, who do we have coming up here? The lefty that hit two home runs the game before. This is the Baltimore series I'm talking about, okay? Uh, okay. Boy. The two home runs. Series to forget. Okay, 100%. So what does happen? I'm sitting there looking at the guy saying, Barrios better not throw this pitch because this guy's going to sit on it and rock. I didn't say rock, and it was a souvenir. Everybody was sitting there. There were five guys all looked at me and said, whoa, do you pick lottery numbers like that? I said, no, I watched the baseball game. And I like, if I'm, on, if I'm on my, if I'm sitting yeah. in a lawn chair by a fire watching the TV outside and going, buddy, don't throw this pitch, and he throws it and it goes yard. Oh, and did you see his post-game interview? No. I don't know if he was Jim Carrey or who's the other guy that was in Dumber Dumber? Oh, Jeff Daniels. Okay, pick one of them. One of those two guys came in the microphone. I just went, oh, he'll never, he'll, he won't get the microphone again. Number two on the other side is, Kikuchi's leaving town. Yeah. He gone. Is this his last the end of the contract this year? I believe so. He out of town. He ain't staying around town getting treated like this. Now, I would have chased Kikuchi out of town last year. Oh, this year, a different story. Oh, whole new ball Oh, game. no, he's got one, one year left after this. Oh, It was thank- a three-year deal. Oh, good. Good, because he, then he's going to be working. Because he's got 12 wins now. Does he have 12 wins? Uh, he's nine and five. Oh, I thought he had ten. Wait, does it? They they don't let him go deep usually. Let him go five. The one game that he nah, got there's in trouble, a lot of times where six. like yeah, no, he I got agree. a six and he, they, they let him go like because he got out of the inning and let him go six. Then the other times when it gets really tight, they didn't give him that extra batter and he went four and two thirds. I think he's leading baseball and going four and two thirds. It feels like it. You know what I mean? And, and how do, where do you respect the guy? Garcia comes in. Look, Garcia's a little tired. Gives up to hit the game. Okay, there's your loss. Next guy comes up, hits up a home run. Okay, Garcia, you're off the. I mean, Kikuchi, you're off the books. Yeah, you know, and he has pitched what a hundred. He's pitched more innings at this time than any time of the year before. Mm-hmm. I think, right? Definitely. I mean, ah, oh, man, this team. Like, so we should get into. Uh, so since our last show, the Jays uh, lost a series to the Orioles. Oh. Uh, we won the first, lost the next two. Should have won both. Yeah, we lost a series to Cleveland. Brutal. Won the middle game there. Oh. We, we beat the Nationals. Should have been a sweep. Should have been a complete sweep. Then we beat the Rockies. Should have been a sweep. sweep. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, one of the games that we lost against the Nationals is, once again, the guys don't play their position enough. Yeah. Okay? So, I, I don't, so when, what happened is um, Murrayfield made a funny play because he was in left field. And the night later, he made a funny play because he was at second base. They weren't errors. Right. They weren't errors, but they were misplays. Yeah. I think he should just be the everyday second baseman. I think he should be the everyday left field. No, statistically, his uh, numbers at second. He's actually an above average second baseman and below average outfielder. That's what I'm hearing, but how come every time I see him? Because there's no chemistry then. Then when can we see you gotta him? build that chemistry. So then let him stay there for 10 games. Is Merrifield playing 10 games in a row at second base? No. It doesn't feel like it. No. So, that, so what I'm saying is this. I'm on the bandwagon for a lot of people saying this. I don't know ever see anyone get fired. John Schneider, I think you're going to be back next year because all you are is the puppet. Somebody's got to be seeing other things behind you. Here's an interesting thing that's happened over the last few games, though. Did I not say in the last show that I was interesting that Mattingly never stood beside Schneider? No, you haven't brought that up. Okay, in a bunch of games, I started thinking, why isn't Mattingly standing beside Schneider if they're there? Last couple games, I've seen him back standing yeah. there. Because I said, usually the guy that's going to be the uh, A. Brutus guy goes and stays in the clubhouse that doesn't look like he's stabbing the manager in the back <laughs> kind of deal. But I didn't see him there for a few times, so I thought there's something going on. I think John Schneider's a good man. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I think he's over his head with this team. 
Yeah, it feels that way. Or is it maybe somebody telling him what to do? I definitely think it's that. That's how it is. With, like, I mean, just listening to the play-by-play, like, uh, Buck on whoever on there, it sounds like for 90-plus percent of major league teams, it's the guys upstairs making the calls. Okay, they're saying take them out, take them in, because they're analytic junkies. Yeah. I got you. I'm saying, where is the game at the time? Leave Kikuchi in the one extra batter. Okay, I seen it against Cleveland. Was it Cleveland, the game yeah. that we played, the, left the guy in for one extra at bat, and they hit him. But so what? They had faith in the guy. You know, you got to give him four yeah. and two-thirds. So when you come to your contract now, and they come into the room, and they say to Kikuchi, well, you know what? You only had this many quality starts, and we need five innings from you every time. And then you look at his resume, and 10 of them say four and two-thirds. Yeah. If I'm his agent, I'm pissed. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. You're playing with the man's money, and you never give him a chance. So what do you think? Like, what's the call? Are we making the playoffs or not? That's a huge pregnant pause. So I'm going to tell you where I'm going to jump back. Our our schedule is a little easier the next little bit. We already blew two of those games. The other guys already won. Who do we we got coming up? We got Yankees today. We got Oakland. Oakland, Kansas City. Yankees. Yankees. Okay. We also got Texas coming up. I know okay. that. This is what I'm saying. So let's let's look at it this way. Here's why I see it, because I'm going to go back to the stupid things I grew up on. Blue Jays, losses, 62. Rangers, losses, 60. So we play them four games at the Dome. When we win three out of four, we jump them. As long as we lose all the win all those games that we're supposed to, because Texas has got a tougher schedule. they got to go against Houston. Yeah. they they got a bunch of people they got they got to deal with. You know what I mean? As much as it pains me to say, I think we're going to miss the playoffs. I still think we're going to do it too. But guess what? We also got seven games against Tampa Bay. Uh, that's not good. Well, no, Especially what knowing we... how we play in uh, at the Trop. Oh, okay. But I'm going to say this. Doesn't there that little statistic says over time you balance the schedule? Like if you lose so many, you win so many. So the Jays are on this side of the ledger so no, long. No, but, like, but Tampa Bay has been a much better team. I, I have no reason to believe we're all, gonna, all of a sudden going to win games against them just because it balances. 500. Them. We play 500 against Tampa Bay. That's, we got to do that or play one game better than them. I don't think that's – there's been nothing this season to suggest that's going to be the case, though. Because every time we have a little bit of run, we fall back. That seems go. to be the problem. So, that seems to be the pattern. I, I don't expect that to change anytime. Okay, so here's my take on it right anytime now, soon. and I want everyone to know this because this is what I seriously believe. I think the Toronto Blue Jays' biggest problem is the dressing room. Nobody's in yeah. control. Guys are pissed off. The manager's is not... Is team or Vlad's team? Oh, how long have I been saying yeah. that? Okay, so whose team is it? So not only that, look at look at uh, Guerrero hitting the double. Turn, change the double into a single. Yeah. Schneider had to walk up to the guy because everyone's seen it. Like, what are you doing, buddy? Yeah. You know, don't throw freaking sunflower seeds while I'm having an interview. That's funny. But you didn't run a single... You, you, double. We need every run we can get. We're one of the worst hitting teams in baseball. We're one of the lowest run scoring teams. And you're going to turn a double into a single? And you don't think there's a problem in the dressing room? You don't think that Kikuchi sits at the end of the bench when he gets those four and two third innings because he's pitched? Uh, you don't think that Gozman looks back there when the guy made the two errors over his head and now he gives up three? What about Rio since he's been back? Yeah. They've killed him defensively. Yeah. So well, I mean, temper- Gozman's still the worst, though. What's that? The, the, the way, he, like, the run support he's getting, it's disgusting. And not only that, the defense, look, look, Rich Rio's freaking uh, ERA. It's well under four since he's been back, but it would be even better 
He gave up five runs the other day with four run earned. Let's see, Ryu's ERA, 2.48. See, that's what I'm saying. With a whip of just a hair, like 1.03. He's been amazing. He slipped in when we th- when Manoa went out of the way. He slipped in. Perfect Admiral timing. Lane, and he's pitching just great. But you see some of the defense behind him? I see this. Why don't you do this, okay? Why is Biggio playing shortstop? I know it was because uh, of the switches, and this guy I, went I to bat. Like I don't like him. And over here. I, I don't, don't like mind him. him at third base once in a while. Okay, I'll give him at third. Not, not in the middle infield. He's too big. Doesn't get down on balls, which just gives me another thing. Balls get by Biggio when he's on the infield. Why? Because he doesn't have that range and yeah. mobility. So it's not that you don't make errors. It's because you can't get to the ball. So, oh, they're, they're, they don't make a lot of errors. Well, you don't get the balls. Jeter used to make a bag load of errors, but you know why? He was going after everything, knocking it down. Sometimes he didn't make the play. Yeah. So what are we going to say? We're going we're gonna to say boo to the Toronto Blue Jays? So I want to read off some numbers from Vladdy. Oh. So statistically, <laughs> he's the worst first baseman defensively in MLB. You're kidding. As, as uh, MLB rates that he is costing the Jays, he's cost the Jays 11 runs defensively. Oh, easy. Um, he's looking sluggish at the plate. I mean, a lot of people have said, is this like the home run derby curse or whatever? No, he, he's, 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 he's hitting 13 of his last 14 games, bro. And then I found, I've been looking at his splits. There's a number of them that are very troubling. So when there's a runner at third, just a runner at third, just, just get him in. He's batting 167 with an on base of 231, and he's also he hasn't had an extra base hit with just a runner on on third. That's insane. But you know what the problem he is? And then hold on, hold on. There's more. You're gonna kill me. Runners on first and second, 209 average, 261 OBP, oh. 256 slugging. Oh. When, and then this is my favorite one. When he's leading off, he's batting 222. With a 271 on base and a third 333 slugging. You know what his problem is? Try to do too much, too many oh, voices. Oh, yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's being a little bit of a prima donna, too. Remember two years ago, Toronto Blue Jays were the best first pitch hitting team in baseball. Yep. Were they guessing? Which is what, which is what you should be for like a good slugging team. Okay. Now, you, you take it out. Now, what happens is guys are throwing out of the zone, so guys are trying to figure out what pitches are going on. They're letting good pitches go by. And what Vladdy's doing, he's going back to those schools where I'm going to take a swing at that first pitch. Sometimes they're bad pitches, and he pops them up. He shouldn't be swinging at them. Look at Springer in the game yesterday. Or he's chasing like, out, like six inches outside the zone. He's not his dad. His dad no, was the best no, ball, no. Ball, bad ball hitter and everything. I think that, that what, what happens is I thought after that, you know what I would have done to Schneider when he didn't go first to second? I would have benched him right there. Yeah. Let's draw the line in the sand. Who is this going on here, Gladi? This isn't your team. There's 24 other yeah. guys. It looks it's, uh, when he's like running to first base. It looks like a lot of apathy out there, like not running out those balls. And like some of them, it's like, buddy, if you ran that out, that might like that'd be like a bang bang play. You might not make it, but you might. And then sometimes you know? he tries his ass off. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm seeing no, this. It, and it, I mean his batting numbers are like so low for a guy that was advertised coming into the league as like a high average hitter like you know a 300 310 320 maybe even a 330 guy competing for the batting title what's he batting this year like 90 280 oh, less way less than that like 260 yeah i still say he's got a batting title in him he's young he can still do it i, just I hope but like, i mean we're starting I to also see believe some that, uh, i also believe that uh guerrero will not be a career blue jay i think starting Bichette to look that way be. I think it, I'm, could be. I'm starting to. You're starting to turn me on that. Yeah, I didn't, He's batting I don't 266. Want that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't want to say that because I love Vladdy, but I just too many years of watching baseball, body language, stuff like that tells me uh, we don't like what's going on. 
So for all the people that are out there from the Lantern Bay area, and I said I would say this, I appreciate what you guys are all saying. The bottom line is it gets back to one thing. If you don't have a regular lineup on a regular basis, it's going to show up yeah. why you're under. And the, and the record against the American League East, even though the Yankees are the worst team in the division, is atrocious. Yeah. That's the killer. At the end of the season, the epilogue will say you can't win in your own division. They always show that one at MLB Network. You know that the Jays are the best interleague record, I think? Or second? Yeah, yeah. They're very good in the league. league. They're like the first or second in baseball. But when you talk about the games you're supposed to win at home, which I'd say I'd like to go back to more games against the division and states yeah. more than away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think that's enough of beating on the Toronto Blue Jays? Uh, so there's a few more things I want to get to. These are a little bit more pleasant stats. Okay, good. I want. I knew you were going to bring them to the table because we, we do try. We want them to make playoffs. Some so, positivity. Two years in a row, actually, believe it or not, Kirk is actually one of the best defensive catchers. He hasn't played enough to impress me with those numbers. I'm just saying he's like top five in terms of like uh, runs saved. Jansen is actually mid, believe it or not. He's not as good defensively no. either. He never throws the ball, but that's another story. Uh, Brandon Belt. I think you owe this man an apology because of how no. well he's been playing. Come no. No. What? Is, is it his 369 on base? It is, is his 8, uh, 834 OPS? He gets uh, a hit. All the doubles. Okay. Okay, how many times you see that Brandon Belt hit a double? Nothing happened. That's not his fault. It's okay, not his I get fault. It. Okay. No, I don't think he'll be here next year. He should be here next year. I don't think so. Whether well, well, left-handed, what? You're just gonna like find a good lefty bat off like off the scrap heap? The only worst first baseman we have than Vladdy is Brandon Belt. Where else can you play him? Nowhere. He's not a very good first baseman. He's he's, no- he's better than Vlad. Uh, I'll go fifty-fifty. Guy. Remember last year? I said I couldn't believe how Vladdy won Gold Glove. Yeah. I thought that was. I couldn't believe it either. either. I, I'm like stunned, and now it's coming out, coming out in the wash. Bottom line is this: Brandon Belt's a great professional. He's passed his best before date. If he was three years younger, I'm going to say okay. He was huge in those great San Francisco days when they were winning World Series. Guy's a top-notch professional. I think that we don't need him. We got to develop other guys now and get him out of here. He's 34 years old, 35 years old. I I, I don't know. Left-handed, good left-handed bats don't exactly grow on trees. That's what they're trying to tell me, and I got in that argument with a number of people. Brandon Belt just rubs me the wrong way. It took him a long time to get his bat going this year. And you always said, well, veterans take a little bit longer. Well, maybe if he had got some of those hits in April and May, we would have got us a couple more wins and we'd be up there. Well, so his OPS no. is almost 850. But he's hot in the second half. He's, he's really hit well in the second half. I'll, I'll give him that. But he's a no-defense guy. And I hear if he's supposed to be so good in the dressing room, why do I think the problems are in the dressing room? Well, okay, he's, he's one man. He's got to say some shit. I don't think Gozeman says anything in the dressing room. I think well, he's, he's a, a weed pit, smoker. Well, pitchers, like, they can do their own thing. Agreed, usually. but guys like Scheiser and Verlander over the years, guys like that, Kershaw, they always mouth off in the dressing When they see that thing's not going on, they mouth off. Sure. Okay, who's going to mouth off in them? Barrios? <laughs> I, 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 I understood the pitch I watch on TV, but I don't listen to everything they say, but they say this about me. I threw the pitch home. Shut up. Don't let that guy in. T- and I like Barrios. I yeah. do. His last two starts have been just come on. Are you guessing when you're pitching? I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty brutal. Uh, One last thing I want to get to in baseball. So this comes from the Friday night game against the Rockies. Angel Hernandez makes me want the robotic strike zone. (laughs) Why do you say that? Oh, he missed some crucial calls, Cruz. More than one. We were watching the game. There was three big ones that were pointed out online. I wish I had the infographic. I, and then uh, uh, one was against Springer, wasn't it? Though there was one. Who was it? And then there the was next one time at the Jansen at bat. And then there was oh, two, the Jansen there was, was at bat because that took him out of his bat. It t- and then there was two Colorado at bats that were also like 
huge, like just completely changing the the metric. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I thought the pitching was scheduled too, but I do not want a robotic pitcher. I'm going to tell you one robotic thing. Robotic strike zone. No, I don't want that either. But don't we want to get the call correct? No, I'm going to look at it this way. The other night when we were playing the Nationals, all of a sudden the umpire was calling that down and away strike. I thought, what the hell's going on there? Then Jay's guy came out, he called it the same. That's baseball. You know that for the rest of the game. Now, if he had called any other pitch out aside that, I'd have lost my shit. Because down and away, it was very close. It was very tight. Right. But he called that all night. That's one of the beauties of baseball. You yeah, but not all the are like that. What? Not all the um. So are you like gotta that. know your That's um. The problem. That's the problem with the. D- d- well, it's not. It's not even about know your um because sometimes the call isn't even consistent. That's the problem. Then you fire that guy. These guys don't get fired, though. That's the problem. They should be fired. Angel Hernandez has been an umpire for how many years? 30, 25 years. Uh, He's been a national. He started off as a National League umpire in 1998. How come he got in America? Oh, no, they all switched. Because they're all. Now it's just MLB umpires, which makes sense because. Yeah, because they're all doing yeah. everything. And I like I like to go, go back and forth back in the day. But I agree. There was some atrocious thing. But I'll take the umpire every day that if you if he's going to call that down and away all day, then everybody that's not will. always the that's that's not always the case though. That's my I point. Agree. I, I uh, I'm just saying that I I'm I'm not for the robotic guy. I thought that that his calling the other night was atrocious. Discuss even it, the the Saturday night game. I don't think it was Angel, but it was another one that umpire crew horrendous job with the strike zone. Oh, I know. And it, <laughs> when you see it too, like I'm watching the game, I can't I can't deny what I saw. I'm just going, no. uh, you know. In any event. We're, this show's been very long. And especially with the, the egos of these umpires. Like, come oh, on. take the egos out of the game and fire them. Do like they do in the NBA. But these now. guys don't get fired. That's, That's the problem. Because it's a capitalist game. It's the problem. It should be like they do in the NBA. You go sit down. NFL, you go sit down. Uh, I guess. It's I would like that too, but I mean, maybe good umpires are hard to find. Maybe That's the, the That's moral the of the story thing. here. Okay, so before we go. We've got one final thing. This has been a long show. Andrew, it's been great talking to you. Before I go out the door, I just got to say this one more time. I'm going to my NFL football draft this as soon as I leave here. We are 17 years into our um, uh, fantasy football league. I was fortunate enough to have my first three picks, if you want to know who they were, were Tom Brady, Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, and oh my Andre Johnson. Those are my first four picks ever in fantasy football. I want to give a few huge, huge shout out to the ten guys that I, nine guys that I'm in the Pheasant Run Football Week. This you all know who you are. Pick, you're doing a great job. Semenuk, you're a con on the freaking trades, but I love you. Kyle, stop it. You just know that the quarterback's going to get you. Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. Okay, um, Big Al, you do your thing. I hope you're there today. Are we going to see? Um, uh, Mark there today because someone doesn't show up. Am I missing anybody? Waters, I know you're going to be there. I hope you guys had a good round on the golf course. And, of course, my oldest son, Zach, he will be there too. She'll be great. But my point is this. Fantasy football has become so insanely popular in the last 10 years that I think it's brought a new camaraderie to the game that everybody loves because we watch sports for camaraderie. Agreed? Agreed. But what's the real reason we're into fantasy football? I win a little bit of extra cash. So the moral of the story and the gospel for Cruz is all these things I say about competitive balance and it's a beauty that we're in the league and we all love the players and we all stutter. I'm going to say the first, I got the fourth overall pick. It looks like I'm taking Etienne from the Jacksonville because he's going to be my pick. And I got five in the first 21. I'm going to tell you if I better pick well, I'll be back in the competition. But for everybody out there doing fantasy football, remember this is like Christmas Day. 
You're looking for the right gift. Yeah, my, my draft is tonight, too, and I'm very excited. There you go. Wouldn't be better without it. So all the people there, the next time we're going to see you is Thursday night with our pregame NFL. Here we go. Get off the Detroit Lions bandwagon nonsense. You know what I'm saying, bro? Sure. We ran a little late today, but for all the people that are yelling out to Andrew and to me about listening to the show, give us a follow. Where do you find us, bro? Uh, you'll, you'll hear that on the promo after. By the way, I want to shout out to my producer, engineer, who's sitting across from me. He's been doing amazing promos. He's keeping I'm not sure up. I'm an engineer, but uh, well, he's producer, doing, yes. He's doing a very damn good job. I want to show it. Even I showed my wife the promo. She thought it was great. But on any note, i got to get out of here because I think my wife's waiting for me in the parking lot. I'm 20 minutes from my draft. And as usual, thanks for listening to The House That Happens. My name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And you know what we do? We keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.